And welcome back to another edition of Banter and Babble. I'm the Dude 79, and joining me always, my esteemed colleague and renowned piece of shit, Mr. Fanboy Tone. Mr. Fanboy Tone, good evening, sir. Hola. I really don't think there's a better intro for you, is there? I mean, I feel like that encapsulates I, I, everything. I actually agree with that. I, I see, and that's what I like about it. I, I, I understand you. I understood the assignment. I came up with that intro. I was like, yeah. I need something that's very specific, mm-hmm. not too long-winded, right? But it just, you know, what you're getting. Correct. Yeah, I, I would definitely, definitely. That's, know. that's why I do what I do, man. I mean, deviant piece of shit. I mean, <laughs> deviant piece of shit. Whatever, whatever you want to. They call go it. together, even. Look they, at that. They do. I mean, it rolls off the tip of your tongue. Sure I love does. it. Sure does. does Tone have a Green Lantern shirt on? I think he does. He's wearing the boxers. I think the Green Lantern boxers. Probably one of those it's things. It's a fucking Spartan. Is this much to a Jay Hill's dismay? I'm sure Jay Hill's out there going, gross. Sure. sure. Gross. I heard piece of shit. <laughs> I'm here, daddy. So what's up, Cuddles? What's going on? Crash is in the chat. Seven Dungeons in the house. Usual suspects. The usual suspects. Oh, oh, God damn it, Danner. Dan comes yeah, in with the Danner's uh he's a he's a blue through and through. We're we're getting close to that time of year where everyone starts uh I know their colors around. So you've got Jay Hill as like your your main. I'd say of all the people, at least that I personally know, he's one of the ones that you have back and forth when it comes to the Dan's mine. Dan's 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 he's he's my guy. He's the Michigan guy. I'm the state guy. So always at fisticuffs. You know, Jay Hill isn't isn't the worst. You know, no, he's a sports fan, not a fucking. He's a sports guy. I mean, he's he's got his. His love, you know, and I know he has uh, the it. Jim Harbaugh like uh, costume at home. He wears the the khaki pants and the you know the the glasses and shit. But right, right, right. Better not saying the worst. No, Jay Hill, you're not you're not Tidy the whitey's. worst. Yeah, I mean he's yeah. He, I mean socks. when he wants to be a loser, he can be. But for the most That's part, right. he's a pretty good guy. So she did. Kate, what? Oh, up? she did make it. Kate, I took your advice and we pushed the trailers to the very end of the show. Oh. So wait, you'll be sleeping again. You know it. I sleep in khakis. I, I know you do, J. Elton. That's okay. That's your God. That's your that's his your Messiah. Under, his underwear are khakis too. Yes, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but tone. Here we are. It's Wednesday night. We're back to headquarters after a just. Are just, you gonna uh, apologize, to everybody, or no? <laughs> I guess I probably should apologize to everybody. Um, <laughs> we uh. We got fucking trashed last week. Excuse me, who? Uh, when I say we, that was the royal we, as yeah. in me. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, that was, uh, it, first of all, a fun show, as always. Yeah. An absolute blast doing show from Koi's Comics. Brandy and Steve are just fucking awesome people to hang out with. And they they understood the assignment. They were ready to go. They had their knowledge. They, they watched all Stranger Things. They were well-versed on Thor. Mm-hmm. And they just, again, it was just a fun experience dude, with those yeah. guys. They have such great perspectives, too. Uh, so much as we went four and a half hours, dude. That I think on record, that might be our longest episode. I don't yeah. remember the 50th episode of Booty. I think that ran pretty deep into the night, but I don't remember four and a half hours. I mean, not including the, the Comic-Con, of course. Comic-Con does not count. Right. But uh, we went four and a half hours, and I got shit-faced. Uh, I was... I was tanked. You don't say. Yeah. And uh, that was just, um, that is before I had to be up early the next day to start packing to get ready to go up north for a long weekend of debauchery. I couldn't believe you sent a text that next morning so early. I was like, he's actually up. <laughs> Dude, 
I was uh yeah, daddy got daddy got smashed. I was uh, yeah. really smashed. Yeah. And I woke up and I was supposed to be Messed packed up, up and ready to go by eleven. I wasn't out the door until noon. I was I felt I got up, I went to the store and got the stuff that I needed, and then I completely fell asleep when I got home on the couch. I was like, I need to fucking rest. It was yeah. it was a brutal, brutal day. Yeah. Um I almost rock bottomed you through the table. Uh we got uh it was quite a heated debate, but uh it was all. I mean, it's. I mean, what are you gonna do? It's. We did get a little heated towards the end. Yeah, I'm so fucking remember, what though. I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, it was the direction of uh of the MCU yeah the Marvel movies and the tone that they're setting and 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 like giving us a clear idea of where we're headed. Yeah, yeah, and it was. We definitely weren't agreeing. So no, we locked horns on that <laughs> yeah, one. I would say we were at an impasse. Was, okay. <laughs> you say what you want. We agreed to disagree uh, cordially, right? Yes. <laughs> Uh, before we get into what we've been up to, uh, tell them, what are we drinking? Definitely, Josie. Uh, we are drinking the official beer of Banter and Babble. Uh, well, it's official to us, maybe not to Pigeon Hill necessarily. But, Pigeon Hill doesn't know about it, but that's okay. Um, they'll know someday. But um, we are drinking the OCP, the Oatmeal Cream Pie. And tonight... You decided to compliment it. Finally, after so long of talking about it, we got ourselves here an oatmeal cream pie to go with them. A double-decker. But a double-decker as well, too. So it's going to be you're, – you're ready to – okay, he's ready to open Well, Tony, you know what I always say. If you can't have one cream pie, right. you got to have two. You got to have and two. And there's nothing wrong with having some extra cream in there. If it's, it's, I mean, it's oozing out on both sides. Yes. I mean, this is a lot of cream in there, and you just got to – and see, what you do is you just kind of pull it open like this a little bit, and you just – Go on for that first bite. Um, I'm pretty sure you're on like some offender list somewhere. <laughs> just there's a certain etiquette to eating a cream pie. Um, you do. You got to get in there for that first bite and make sure you get a big gob of it. So it's uh, he does right north. That's a fine compliment uh, to the beer itself. Mm-hmm. So we are we are we're all cream pied up here tonight. And this is perfect that we have this tonight because we love cream pies. Yes, you do, um, <laughs> because we're, we're going to have a little meme debate later, and this is a little hint to what this that meme debate is. This is uh, a little foreshadow, mm-hmm. foreshadowing uh, what we got going on. Yeah, Dude has right, to wear a disguise right. when he drops the kids off at school. Uh, that You know what? That's none of your business. He wears his wife's romper. Hey, you know what? That's none of your business. Okay? Stay out of my affairs, and uh, don't judge, okay? It was um, different times then. Totally wears your wife's romper. Anywho, yes. uh, so now that we know we got we're drinking what we're eating. Tom, yeah. what the fuck did you do this weekend, dude? I, along with um, some amazing roommates and friends of mine that I've been friends with for a long time, that are much like a, a you know a few handful of people that are around me, even in this chat, that are like you know pretty much family to me at this point. But um, we went to a music festival uh, in Grand Rapids called the Upheaval Fest. A lot of Dad metal, as they say, some older bands and shit like that, and some radio rock. I have a soft spot for uh, radio rock. There's a reason why that these bands are popular. You know, I get it. I'm in on it. I'm, I'm, I consciously am aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other friends uh, from work were also there as well too. So that was really awesome to uh, hang out with everybody as we did. And uh, oh Jesus, yeah, um, you're deep throating it again. Uh, um. So yeah, we did that. Uh, Friday it was raining. Oh. Uh, for about half the day that was uh pretty interesting to sit in the rain actually it wasn't that bad it was 75 degrees out roughly overcast Ooh, wasn't too humid so yeah so yeah yeah we're wet for a few hours but then um for the other half of it you were drying off and it was fine you know i'd rather that than what we dealt with on saturday mm-hmm. which was 85 fucking degrees and like 70 percent humidity sitting in there with the fucking sun on your back now mm. 
I, I've never handled the sun well since a child. Like the, the sunlight, my eyes are light sensitive. I get headaches really easy out in the sun. I can't stand the heat. I Ugh. just never have. So sitting there was quite fucking miserable. I had some sunscreen that did help. I made sure to remember this time. What was nice about this venue that we realized the first day that we didn't know was that you could take chairs in there. They allowed you to take chairs in there, didn't like know lawn that? chairs. Didn't no, we didn't know the first time been in this place. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, we went to Meyer on Saturday, got some chairs, and were able to at least be more comfortable that day. That's good. Uh, throughout it, so it was pretty great. There was some, uh, honestly, there was three bands that were the highlights for me. And uh, Nickelback. Nope. Uh, three of them I'd never actually listened to before. So like, there was some big main stage bands that I've heard and I've seen before. I've seen Mudvayne. I've seen, that's like second time. I've seen Hatebreed now three times. Never seen Three Days Grace. I've seen Breaking Benjamin. Disturbed years ago. All oh, these great. All these. There? Yeah. Oh, nice. But at the end of the day, the three bands uh, that that were the big takeaways were ones that were new, exposed to, and that are a little lesser known. And to me, that's a big win, especially when it comes to music. Exploring music's big. Mm-hmm. Finding new bands to explore is always great. But uh, so Grand Rapids, great time. Uh, had some great food. Uh, hung out. Drank some beers. It was a pretty amazing weekend. That's good. Uh, I, too, had an amazing weekend uh, every year. Uh, a bunch of boys of mine from high school, we go up to northern Michigan. Sometimes, usually, it's somewhere around Traverse City, Torch Lake area. And uh, we just, you know, when we started doing this, this, we've been doing this for like 15 years now. I mean, this is like something that we just like really enjoy doing. It gives us an opportunity because we're all spread out all over the place. We all have families, we all have jobs, so we don't get to hang out as much as we used to. But, you know, when we first started doing this, we would go there, dude. And it was just like the minute you got there, we're drinking. We're drinking on the way up there. We're like doing a pub crawl yeah. all the way up to northern Michigan. Uh, but over the years, kids have come into the picture, and we're getting tired. And we want to sleep. So now we just go up there, and we're usually in bed by like 9 or 10. But we still get our fair share of drinking and eating and stuff. And you, I was eating this weekend, and you were eating this weekend. And uh, first of all, uh, it, was, it was an awesome weekend. I love going up there with those guys, having a good time with them. Just kind of like no, no wives, no kids. You're just chilling. Trying to, uh, you know, just have a good time with guys that you grew up with. But, uh, dude, like you, uh, we, we, we did some cooking. And you and I, we got some photos of the stuff that we were eating. Mm-hmm. First up is your breakfast. Yeah, this is at uh, Anna's in Grand Rapids. That is a Dublin hash. That is pulled apart corned beef uh, roast, basically. Uh, chunks of sausage in there, cheese, eggs. And then that is a build your own pasta uchellos. Um, <sighs> Yeah, it's a sports bar, an Italian sports bar. Pretty amazing. That's rigatoni with a ragu bolognese pork, ground pork sauce, and that Sicilian grilled chicken there. That was one of the best meals I probably have ever had. It looks generally. sexy as hell. That was incredible as well, too. This is my first foray into ribs. It looked like it turned out really well. I grabbed three racks of baby back ribs. Uh, I bought a barbecue sauce that tasted like shit, so I couldn't use that. I didn't want to use that. I didn't want to pour that on the ribs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not have my spritzer. I didn't have any apple cider or apple vinegar. So I just basically smoked these and just did my best to keep them as moist as possible. And they were amazing. And then we had these fucking things. These things, cowboy steaks. Those like look like your ass cheeks. Uh, these were a great uh, gesture. Really hard to do when all you have is a two-burner grill yeah. and, uh, and, and, and a smoker and a, and a blackstone. But we made it work. We smoked it. Uh, and, and, and there you go. That's how it looks when it's done. That's how a three-inch piece of steak. Basically, what we did is I took that steak, put it in the smoker at like 220 degrees, brought it up to about 135, so it was like medium, medium rare, and then we just threw it on the grill and the Blackstone and seared it on both sides for about three minutes, 
That's about the best we could do, and they turned out pretty good, dude. That's they nuts. turned out pretty good. Now, look, would I recommend we do Cowboys steaks again next good. year? No. Those are, that's just too much. It, it, I mean, we had 10 of those. Each person had their own. I can only get through about half of it. That's because I smashed a bunch of the ribs prior. Mm-hmm. We had a bunch of shrimp we were eating. Uh, but, I mean, it was, it was interesting because we weren't sure how we were going to cook those. So we were on, like, TikTok. We went on YouTube trying to find, you know, we started finding out about, you know, the reverse sear method that people are doing. So we just put those fucking, a couple of those steaks in the smoker, another couple in the oven, and just kind of ro- baked them or roasted them at a, cer- at a slow temp, let it get up to where it needed to be, and then seared the fuck out of them. And they actually turned out pretty good. I, again, I just put those ribs. I was really, really, really happy with those ribs. It's the first time I've ever done ribs. And like I said, I didn't have all the stuff that I normally would have used because yeah. I left most of it at home like an idiot. Uh, but, you know, for just going straight rub and smoking it and just maintaining it and making sure they stayed moist with the, with the drip pan, I was really happy. The bone, like I said, the bone was, came right out of the meat. I just That's reached out like and it. pulled the bone out of it. I wanted that. These yeah. things were, were a little intimidating, but they turned out pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I just... <laughs> I don't know if I would recommend those anymore or ever again. I mean, it was a cool one-time thing, but that's overkill. Overkill. Left everything at home because you got wasted the night before. That's You know what? Jay Hill is exactly right. Exactly right. That's yeah. exactly what happened. I, I slept, yeah. and I was rushing, but overall, man, it was a great weekend. Anytime mm-hmm. you can go up there and just enjoy northern Michigan, went to Torch mm-hmm. Lake, went out to the sandbar. Water was nice. It was clear. Uh, the sandbar, we, we had a boat for, on Friday. The sandbar was actually really hopping on a Friday. I couldn't believe how busy wow. it was. I was like, wow. Uh, should have seared and then just threw them in the smoke with no smoke. Use it like an oven. No, man, the, the searing, the reverse sear was, uh, it was actually, wor- it worked really good. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was smoked really good, and then we seared it and kept everything in, then we let them rest. Uh, it worked really good, the reverse here. I'm actually a big fan of that method. I want to try to do it differently uh, than um, with, with not with a big-ass honking piece of steak, like a regular ribeye or something a little bit more, uh, you know, meant for human consumption. Uh, <laughs> look at there. there. There's the man, the myth right there, you big dummy. Wait, so there's two of them here. Are you talking both of us are big dummies? Or is he the big dummy? I'm the big lush. You're the big dummy. Uh, yeah, well. Yeah, you're, he doesn't you're, argue that, does big he? big dummy, too. Uh, yeah, Rohit Raju, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only. Welcome, my friend. It's good to see you. Hope you're doing well. Glad to have you here. Great dark match you had last Tuesday. Of course, it's both of us. Yeah, two, two, two dummies. <laughs> uh, if you guys haven't got a chance, rewind that. Hit that Check uh, it out, YouTube man. last uh, Tuesday. Check out that uh match that he had it was a really awesome match he even got a promo in that night so make sure you catch that yes that's what we uh that's you know personally that's 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 what favorite. i'm there for i mean obviously I'm he's awesome in the that. ring but i'm all about yeah, them promos yeah, man. definitely them about white hot promos yep and then we of course had jake something this last tuesday on dark against uh fan favorite and well-known uh michigander uh dan housen dan as well too housen. so um these guys are out there doing it they're on those aw darks so let's get tk to pull out those pens those pencils those papers let these guys make Just some make stats. Make it official. Yeah, make it official. official here. Let's and, go. Uh, Half-Ass wants to know if you've seen some things on that thing. I did. You know, they're right here. Okay. Right here, Half-Ass. Cool. These are the titties uh, that everybody saw, and those are the only ones that matter, dude. Cuddles also want to know if uh, he's got a question for y'all. Thoughts on i seen that. Uh, I have a question. I would like y'all's thoughts on it. Uh, so, if you have five minutes or so, can I call in later? Absolutely. Yeah, so there you go. I got to get everything set up, so we'll probably do a uh, first couple of topics and then get to a tinkle time, and I'll get everything set up behind Perfect. the scenes. And we will get cuddles on. So no worries. Yeah, Jake got cursed. And Jake did get cursed. <laughs> but that when he he caught that he caught him in midair, and that was pretty fucking that entire that play out was awesome. Time, man. Well, he yep. and Jake are just too good, man. Too good. Make sure you check True. out their stuff. 
It's true. Make sure you, you check know. them out. Y'all know. Uh, you know what we need to do? We need, I think we need to try to work on uh, getting uh, Rohit back. We probably here. should get Rohit on the show sometime soon. So it's been a hot minute. Yeah. So Rohit, clear up your schedule here in the next month or two. You know, we'll figure out a Wednesday night. We'll we'll have our people get hold of your people, get you back on here. Um, we'll just talk about whatever you want to fucking talk about. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly. We'll just let you draw up the itinerary of what we're talking about. Shit, we'll even leave Dude. He can stay upstairs, and you can just host it with me for a little bit. That'll be a good time. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, or not. Cool. That's harsh. That's uh, what else have you been doing? You been playing anything? Doing anything? Just working and partying and, and eating and drinking. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I haven't done shit. The end. I'm I haven't s- done any gaming at all. I, well... I, I I made you proud. Oh yeah, I made him proud after y'all. seven years. Seven years and constant badgering and 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 ridiculing uh, and uh, judgment. Uh. I dude, I can't believe how quickly I got through it too. I must have been further along than I thought. Sure, but I jumped back into God of War, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna finish this fucking game. Right. And over the course of a weekend, yeah, I I powered through it and got through the story. I was like, oh, I was I was actually really really close. Mm-hmm. Now, I still have a ton of shit to do. I have all the yeah, Valkyries. I have all the dwarf missions. I have so much shit I have to explore. But Valkyrie in terms shit. of moving this story forward and finally the reveal everyone had been obviously been talking about that I somehow managed to avoid. I don't know how you avoided that. I had no idea. Once I popped with the end, I was like, oh, shit. Once yeah. they name drop who uh, Atreus is, I was like, oh. Yeah, that was huge. thought that was pretty dope. So mm-hmm. I am ready to go for November 9th. We do know that God of War Ragnarok is slated for this year. We'll talk about that a little bit more once we get to our fall preview, which is going to be probably in about mid-August. We'll do a fall preview of the big titles coming out. Now that we've kind of got the roadmap figured out, we know pretty much all the 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 games are going to be coming out this fall, with the exception of maybe if there's a couple shadow drops that we don't know about yet. But we pretty much have an idea of what to expect this fall now that, you know, Xbox and, and Sony have announced which titles are getting pushed and which ones are coming out this year. So we'll definitely jump into that mm-hmm. uh, at a later date. But, um, no, excited that we finally do have a God of War release date. There were so many rumors going around like, oh, it's been pushed back or it's been delayed or, you know, uh, it's getting canceled and all this shit. Even uh, Jaffe was saying he thought so, too. You know, I like Jaffe. We all do. But I think Jaffe likes to cry wolf. Yeah. A lot. I, I mean, look, I seriously, I love him. I think he's hilarious, but he likes to cry wolf a lot. A lot. Uh, Rohit at Koi's, make it happen. Ooh. That would be pretty fun. That would be pretty hot. That'd be a big table. That'd be a fucking panel. That's not a table. That's a panel. <laughs> it would be a panel. Yeah. We're an MCU panel now, finally. That is a panel that I would yeah. be down with. Ro- I would, you know, I wouldn't mind trying to set that up. I would need some more... Uh, more equipment, though. Who would Rohit be? He'd be like a lame X-Men or something that nobody cares about. <laughs> uh, let's see. Give him a name. Give him a name. Who's he going to uh, be? Who would be a lame? Yeah, he, I see him being like a Jubilee or something like that. Wow, Sparkles. A, ooh. Here's my fireworks. Cool. Sparkles? Or maybe uh, Morph. Yeah, I was just going to say Morph, too. <laughs> as soon as he said it, he typed it. You guys are, you guys are uh, vibing right there. I was just going to fucking say it. He beat Morph. me to it, too. God damn it. Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. But, um, Perfect. yeah, that's, uh, I mean, we got a lot of stuff, obviously, throughout the rest of the year. Um, one thing yeah. I do want to mention to you guys and girls really quick, and we're working on it right now, and hopefully we're, we're trying to have it ready for next week. Uh, because after next week, the following week, there is not going to be a show. I'm going on family vacation. I'm going to be gone that whole week. Yeah. Uh, but next week's show, we're going to try to get out to you guys and gals a survey. Uh, Tone is setting up through Survey Monkey. Now, look. We love each and every one of you. Everyone that tunes in and hangs out and is busy in the Discord, 
We are all friends, and we love you guys and girls very much. But we know sometimes when we say, hey, what can we do better with the show? And was like, no, nah, it's a great show. And, that's, and hey, we love it. We love it. But we want, you to, we want you to be mean, okay? And I know sometimes it's hard to do that just face-to-face or in a Discord or even in a DM. We're going to put out a survey, an anonymous survey, and we're going to ask you guys and girls, what do you want to see us do on the show? Like in terms of like the content – uh, the way we handle content, the way we handle topics, the way the, the segments that we do. We want to get your feedback, things you don't like, things you, you, you kind of like, or other suggestions. And, I mean, I know there's, there's bits and there's jokes that we can do. But, I mean, I'm, I'm coming to you all right now and, and asking, like, like, seriously, when this survey goes live, it'll be anonymous. I promise you, it'll be anonymous the way Tone's going to set it up. And we want you guys and girls to sit there and, and, and really think about it and hit us with the hard truths. Things you, I mean, if it's the sound of the mics, if it's anything, or, or the way the show is set up, or the way it plays out, or anything, we need to know because we want to tweak it. We don't want to get complacent. And we need the hard truths. We need that harsh criticism because that's the only way we can move forward. So as soon as we get this thing finished up, we're going to get it out to you guys and girls, and we would love as many of you to, par- uh, to participate as possible and be as thorough. I know everyone's got work and family and lives and other shit going on, and I know it's a pain in the ass, but we're just asking for a little bit of feedback when you get some downtime, you get the kids in bed, you're sitting down, you're having a drink, you break out the phone. Oh, hey, here's the survey. Uh, Brent, you smell funny, and I, don't even, I can't even smell you, but I just know you smell like shit. Just so we know. Yeah, yeah. You know I'm gonna, what I'm, I'm going to dive deep on... Uh, some of these questions I'm already working on. So I've, trust me, it'll be deep. Yeah. And that's all we want. And, and what we'll do also is we'll, the way we have, uh, we're, we're trying to see if we can do this. The way SurveyMonkey works is we'll also try to do a drawing based on everyone that puts in for it. We won't have it show us what you put, but just so we know who participated so we can put you into a drawing and uh, we'll, 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 we'll reward some of y'all for, for being a part of the survey. So, so stay tuned on that. Stay tuned. We're still working on everything, but honestly, we want all your feedback. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, horrible. That's the only way this show can evolve and get better. And if we can do it anonymously so you don't have to worry about like, oh, I don't want to say anything because I'll feel bad. Fuck that. Be mean. Be harsh. We want to get better. Okay? That's how, that's how we want to do things. We need that harsh feedback sometimes sometimes he does especially he's a fucking asshole yeah all right got that out of the way tone we've only got a couple topics tonight but uh they should be really really good topics and let's get to the first one dude here we are it is now time to move on to the (laughs) final four of the cuddles classic the best of nick cage and Let's take a look at the bracket tone. We have now four finalists left. We'll start at the top. Mm-hmm. Gone in 60 seconds. Stood no chance. No chance against The Rock. That was swept, basically, 14 to 2. The Rock, which is the, uh, the father. Welcome to The Rock. The father of the Holy Trinity. Oh. Okay. Uh, the next one down, Raising Arizona versus Con Air. Uh, as much as I love raising Arizona, I just I have a feeling about Con Air, dude. And I, we talked about it before the show. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a thing about Con Air, and we'll talk about it when we get to its matchup with The Rock. Uh, but Con Air swept uh, Arizona. It wasn't even close, fourteen to two. 
Uh, up in the top right, we had Face Off versus The Color Out of Space. Color Out of Space is a, is a, is a big is a big favorite around here. We're yeah, big fans. But to be, let's be realistic. Let's be realistic. Face Off is mm -hmm. the Holy Ghost of the Holy Trinity. That's this right. that's like the creme de la creme. That's mm -hmm. the peak. Mm -hmm. That's peak Cage. That's peak Holy mm -hmm. Trinity. That's my that is arguably his best move. Mm -hmm. uh, and lastly. Not to the, I'm not surprised at this point because honestly, as much as I love Willy's Wonderland, we've already found out that mm -hmm. there is just a lot, a lot of love and nostalgia mm -hmm. for National Treasure. There is and National Treasure, it took twelve votes against five for Willie. So Willie got a little bit of love, mm -hmm. but National Treasure continues its Cinderella mm -hmm. run mm -hmm. in this Cuddles Classic. Mm -hmm. So now we have our final four. The final four. We have The Rock. Woo! The uh, Con Air Woo! and Face Off, the Holy Trinity, and then National Treasure. What a spicy Final Four, in my opinion. We got the Holy Trinity in there. We see that. The clearly. Holy Trinity. And I don't think anyone's really surprised. I mean, it's the Holy Trinity. I don't think anybody really is at the end of the but day. But I do think this is going to make things very interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, let's start on the left side of the bracket. Let's talk about The Rock against Con Air. The Rock was like basically Nick Cage's first big step. Mm-hmm into like superstar like in terms of like action movie. this is where he became an action hero mm -hmm. you know so there the rock is and it's arguably and not, not even arguably that's michael bay's best movie amazing that's his only movie i thought he even directed no <laughs> i mean it might as well be but we have you know Con connery has nick cage sean connery ed harris an incredible cast what up gray and uh going up against now here's the thing man as much as i love the rock and The Rock is a much a more polished movie. It's it's better acted. It's got great action. It's got a great story. Uh, but let's go. Let's look at Con Air for a second. Now, Con Air, uh, the son of the Holy Trinity, mm -hmm. and probably if I had to guess, probably the I don't want to say the least favorite, but the the, the least impactful of the Holy Trinity. Uh, in terms of like its its popularity, but I do feel like there is something. It's got that. It factor. It's, it's it's I think it's the there's a lot of caricatures in there. Yes. I think that's a big thing for Conair with people and uh, myself included. Like honestly, it really isn't a lot about Nick Cage and me because I can't deal with his southern draw. I can't I can't handle it. It's a little it's too much. Nobody can because it's um, the worst southern draw right, in movie history. But that being said, that all that that's kind of like a comedy piece in itself. But the characters in it mm -hmm. are what make up so much of that movie. Because sometimes you're only as good as the people you surround yourself around. And very honestly, that this cast in in Con Air, and I think that's why a lot of people reference it and say they see Con Air. That you know, I hear more about Con Air out of people's mouths just as a like general audience than I do The Rock. Very honestly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gray Monster says Conair first National Treasure number two is my guess, but still, Family Man is his best movie. Everyone loves Family Man. Everyone loves Family Man. Everyone, I mean, people are fans. Can we refer to Color Out of Space, Manny Williams Wonderland as the Unholy Trinity? I think that's, that's a pretty fucking neat way I of like doing that. that. I'm really into that. I actually am. On now, do you not like those movies half ass? Is that why you're doing that, or are you just saying like? In contrast, because I actually dig that. See, I know Forge is a big fan of The Rock. He loves The Rock. The Huge Rock fan. is 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 a Huge great fan. movie. So I think okay, this is going to be a very very close matchup. The Rock mm -hmm. and Conair. I think. I mean, obviously, look, a lot of people love The Rock, but Conair has that that kind of like that underrated it factor. Yeah, man. 
You know, I it's know, it's it's one of those movies where like The Rock is on, I'm gonna watch it. But whenever I see Connie on, I'm like, I have to watch this fucking. This, I have to watch this movie. And he's talking. I think he's talking about Ed Harris, right? Uh, the guy who plays the leader of the Marines in The Rock is such a good Ed Harris. Yes, yeah, yeah. Ed Harris. Yep. He's also right now the Man in Black in uh, Westworld, Westworld. Yep, yep. And HBO, which is an amazing. He's also in Top Gun sci-fi. Maverick for like five minutes. He really is too. <laughs> he makes cameos in a lot of things. Wasn't he in Apollo 13 as well? Yes, that's where he actually won an Oscar for that. Oh yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah, he's like, uh, um, what is that? Uh, Truman. Yep. Yeah, yep. Truman. He's a ama- yeah. He's uh yeah. He's uh Kristoff. He's Kristoff. Mm-hmm. He hits a home run in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> he hits a home run in that movie. Um, so he's empathized with a villain like that. I mean, like seriously, man, Ed Harris is uh is he's he's got incredible range. He's he's a really 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 good actor. I've always been a big fan of Ed Harris. Uh, so that one is a really solid matchup. Now we move over to the other side of the bracket. This one is going to be a barn burner, I think. I think this is going to be – I mean, look, at first we thought it was a bit, and but, I mean, there is. There is a lot of love for National Treasure. It's nostalgic mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Uh, it's, uh, it's one of his biggest movies. Uh, it made a lot of money. Uh, it spawned a sequel. Uh, this, is, uh, this is Nick Cage through and through. This is mainstream 90s Nick Cage. Everyone loves National Treasure, but it's going up against arguably the best that the Holy Trinity has to offer. One of the best action movies of not just the 90s, but in my opinion, one of the best action movies of the last like quarter century. It's that good. Face Off is that good. Not to mention, it's one of my personal favorite roles of Travolta, too. Yes. Because like literally, like he even said it himself. He's like, I felt like that Cage had it harder to be me because I'm so kind of plain. He's like, I had a lot of fun doing Cage because Cage is so like quirky about stuff. Yeah. He's like, so I could Where die. Which is a little bit more nuanced. Like, right, yeah. right. You know, so like, honestly, like, and even though it's so silly to even the concept is silly, but to <laughs> me, when I watch the movie, they each do such a good job of each other. Like, I actually believe it. Like, they've they made me believe that as a kid, and I still believe it as an adult that they switched faces in that fucking movie. I don't care who you are, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, face off is face off to me, and like. I, Listen, I I actually like I don't th- I don't do you even like National Treasure? Or you don't you just don't I, care. I know I I like National Treasure. I just don't think it's like okay. in terms of like his action movies, I don't I don't think it it's even sure. close to the upper echelon. And in terms of his indie stuff, obviously I think all And that's fair. Better. And like I think I probably like National Treasure just a little bit more than you. Mm-hmm. And I do d- d- agree that like a lot of his other movies I think are better than that, but I get why people like that movie. Oh, I absolutely. get why general audiences enjoy that because it is fun, right? But and it's accessible. It's not like it's not like Con Air and Face Off. It's not like ultra violent and a lot of stuff. I mean, right. it's, it's a little. I don't want to say it's family friendly, but it's a little bit just easier to yeah. to bring more right. people so, to enjoy. I understand it, but man, I'm gonna tell you, like, if you've not seen all four of these movies, just generally, you know, I I guess I can get that because not everybody probably would be exposed to these, but most people, I think, at least in our age group or bracket, has probably seen at least all four of these. I would I would and hope is so. very familiar with I these would hope and. So. Uh, you know, I, I think the I think this is going to be a tough matchup for National Treasure on this one. National Treasure has come swinging through, but it to me has had you know his indie films to kind of go up against. So you know, I could be surprised on that very honestly. But um, you know, Face Off is Face Off, and to me, like uh, very honestly, that's probably one of my all time favorite movies of Cage. So see, I feel like you know, for myself, I feel like this is the the the, the Rock and Con Air is is a tougher is a tougher matchup for me. But for the people who like 
a national treasure. I think they're in a really tough spot because right. I think they. I think it doesn't matter uh, on the left side. I think everyone's going to struggle with the Rock and Con Air. That's right. I think, the, but I feel yeah. like you know the the people who really really love National Treasure also really really fucking love Face Off, mm-hmm. and they are in a very uh, tough position right now. So I'm going to be really curious to see how this plays out. Uh, the, the 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 votes will be open tomorrow morning. Uh, and they will run through next uh, Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. So if you're on the Discord. And what I would like all y'all to do is take your time. Take your time with this. If you got to get a, catch a viewing in of uh, any of the four movies between mm-hmm. now and, and next week, make sure you do so. And, and be honest. Like, you know, if you really like National Treasure or The Rock, like, vote that way. Like, this is this. I mean, clearly we want to have fun too, but like you know, we, we don't want any bits either. See, and like Jay Hill, like Jay Hill, I know, like I was giving him shit. He said he goes, "I love National Treasure, but not against Face Off." Yeah, I mean that's like I said, man. Like I get the, the you know, at first there was I thought people were were doing bits with National Eleanor. Treasure, but I do think there are folks that just naturally just really like that movie, and uh, and the movies that it it beat out, I can understand. Yeah, uh, to a degree, like I mean, sure, Mandy's not for everybody. And uh, who did it knock off last? Oh, uh, Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland again, which I like better than Mandy. Personally. I love Willie's Wonderland, but I can understand why people would be like, "Not nah, National Treasure for me." And like for me, like I actually like Gone in sixty seconds more than National Treasure. Really? I fucking something about six, Gone in sixty seconds. I don't know. I think the fact that we have these four left show it isn't a bit. No, I think you're right. I think you're right, Forge, and that's why I've kind of like pulled back on that a little bit. And I yeah, think Forge. this is um. This is like what we really wanted. Ultimately, though, is we wanted to get to a final four where it's going to be a tough choice. This needs to be a tough, tough choice. Yeah. yeah. And we, so, yeah. this is this is interesting. I mean, the Holy Trinity's there. National Treasure is there. Um, if it beats Face Off, we will restart bracket without it. <laughs> uh, this is um, this is gonna be funny, guys. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this is gonna go live tomorrow morning. Take your time. You have until next Tuesday. Hit the Discord command. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll get that Discord. If you're not in the Discord, we're going to get that out there for you. If you like Discord, want to chat in Discord, hang out, vote in this. Yeah, get in there. Watch the movies uh, and, and and get your votes in. Like I said, the, the, the polls will go live tomorrow morning. I'm going to aim for nine. Might be ten. Depends <laughs> on you know how fucking drunk. Well, I can't get drunk tonight, so I'm not too worried about it. Yep, says that. You're already, already fucking almost done with two. It's not even been This 30, one I haven't even touched. The, I, I, keep go, I keep going to, I keep going to yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> It's right. I yeah, still yeah. think the MC movies would be the next. I best. think there's two. That's a lot, though. That's a, that's a, that's a 32. I, we, we've had some things come up recently. I'm, I personally think Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio would be a good one. What are a couple other ones you think got thrown out there that we thought would be good? I thought I heard a Bill Murray one out there. I thought I heard just Denzel you. Washington out Denzel, there. Denzel, I remember. Denzel Washington is um, a good one. Yes, Tom I think Tom Hanks that. is a good one. Tom Hanks was another good one as well, too. And I, didn't we hear like a... Um, uh, no, maybe we didn't hear a Brad Pitt one. Maybe that was in my head, too. Wow. Um, Four Chamber goes, The Rock, Con Air, Face Off, na- Over National Treasure. Man, now, now, like, look, The Rock, that's interesting. Now, I did not expect to see Face Off that low on the list. That's that's interesting, Forge. That's interesting. It's a cut of classic. I will decide, you jerks. <laughs> yeah, leave it a cut. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of does kind of. Yeah, yeah. He gets the, You get the swing vote. Ooh, an Arnold poll? Or Arnold? Yeah, I Ooh. definitely would fucking, yeah, definitely an Arnold. Definitely. Denzel would be very tough. I think Denzel, Denzel would be a He's really had tough a few one. stinkers out there, but even some of his stinkers, you can find something good in some them. Some of so. his stinkers have this, this this a following. Dude, you know what? One of his, one of his best movies in recent years that I don't know if everybody's watched is uh, The Book of Eli. The Book of Eli, yes. It's Book fucking of Eli is really incredible. Good. Big yep. fan. Book of, <laughs> last action hero <laughs> takes it. Woo! <laughs> Uh, the uh, Discord announcement makes me remember they announced another more. Oh, don't worry, that's that's, oh. on, the, that's on the docket tonight, Trinor. You, you kind of ruined it. You, you just ruined it. So, 
We were going to surprise him with it, but Tri-North had to come in here and, and spoil it. So thanks, Tri-North. Can't do Denzel's movies are all tense. It's okay. It's okay, Tri-North. We, I wouldn't expect anything less than for you to come in here and just totally bomb my fun bit. <laughs> show. I have no idea. I'll sh- <laughs> I have an idea. I'll shoot it to you tomorrow. Hey, Cuddles. You can shoot it in me, man. I got it. All right. That's right, Tri-North. Let's move on <laughs> to the next topic, and uh, that is... You don't even know anymore. I don't. I was ready to go, but I have to switch it up because Kate wants to see some trailers. Oh, I'm ready for some trailers. I some do. of these I haven't seen yet. That's what I'm excited about. Uh, I know. Yeah, that's right. You have not seen some of I these. I do that kind of on purpose if we're going to show We have trailer. four trailers, and we had. I had to cut two. I had to cut two. I had one already in here, and then Jay Hill sent me one today. That's right. Oh, he sent you that today, yeah, too? Yeah, he sent me that one today. Oh, fuck. So that looks dope, but we'll oh, talk. Fuck, we'll, yeah. we'll throw that in for, for next week. But there are four trailers that dropped uh, last week, that we, two, one that we didn't get to last week, and three over the last couple days. So we have some dope stuff to look at. Um, first one we're going to look at, Tony, is something I know you're personally very, very excited for. You've always been a big fan of Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you and I are big fans of the Clerk, uh, Clerk 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at the trailer for Clerks 3. That's how we did it in the 90s, son! Can't catch my breath, man. Really? Should I try mouth stuff? What is this, a Tinder date? Get off of me. Uh, oh, shit. Mr. Dante! I need an ambulance at the quick stop. Save my life, man. Wish I had a life worth saving. What are you talking about? Sit around and watch the same movies over and over. I always thought you could have made a cool movie. You're right. I'm living on borrowed time. No more watching movies. I'm gonna make a movie! What's the movie gonna be about? It's about him working here. Meta. Everything in the script is something either me or someone I know said. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Maybe Jay and Silent Bob could be characters. Jay and Silent Bob are like C-3PO and R2-D2. They've been here since the first movie, which was the last time they were cool. But they've been with the franchise so long, they still give them cameos and put them on the lunchboxes. Snifty Booches! Please tell me why! I believe in you. You put in that stuff you used to say about the Death Star contractors. Get sued by Disney. No way. Now that's what I call <laughs> Take off your pants. Uh, what the hell is this? I added a scene where you get shot. I'm not letting you kill me off in the third act. What if there's a sequel? A sequel? What am I, a hack? I think it needs more weed. So, first of all, as you can all probably tell from my f- face, I'm super excited. Uh, the C-3PO and R2-D2 bit was definitely a highlight for me when I first saw this trailer and seen it again. What I didn't catch that was interesting, though, what I just told Dude that I'm uh, really excited about, uh, or not really excited about necessarily, but this, uh, the original plan for Clerks, there was a, a second ending. There was a couple endings he went with. Uh, one of them was where Dante got held up at gunpoint and got shot and killed. So, you know, because it's this, the eight circles of hell. 
Um, so it's it's funny that that they're kind of again, it's it's definitely meta is the whole point, here, right? That they're uh, they're gonna do that, and he's talking about that. So that was pretty funny. So and then Kevin Smith goes, "Yeah, I'm not a hack, right? Like, yeah." <laughs> Yeah. We need comedies right now, and fucking nothing in America is funny anymore. <laughs> You're fucking right. And he's not wrong. Uh, but no, it was awesome man, to see a lot of characters, a lot of actors from all Kevin Smith's previous movies. Yeah. That was awesome to see Ben Affleck in he's there. I saw Justin up. Long in there. Mm-hmm. I believe that was Rosario Dawson that we saw on the she couch. should be. Um, so, I mean, we're seeing a lot of returning characters, and it's just... That's what I think I like about Kevin Smith, man. He's, he's, he's loyal to the people that have helped him get to where he is today. Uh, and so you always see him kind of reach out to the same group of friends. Are we going to see Matt Damon somewhere in this? I would be surprised if we didn't, if you want the truth. I mean, he typically isn't around on the clerk stuff, but I got a feeling we'll see him and maybe even Jason Lee somehow. I was gonna, I was gonna, just going to say, I wonder if Jason I, Lee. I was sitting there watching to. earlier. I was watching uh, the kids wanted to watch Alvin and the Chipmunks. I was like, man, can we, can't we get Jason Lee something better? Yeah, yeah. Can't we get Jason Lee anything better? Uh, so. is or is everything funny depending on your sense of humor? That's a great point, Grey Master. That's that's, yeah. that's a great point. Go. It's all about perspective. Um, awesome. Someone else noticed that all that deep callback. Fucking nothing. Uh, we I need mean, comedies. I like Kevin Smith, but more for his podcast and stuff. Was never really into his movies besides Dogma. Yeah, his uh his podcast and his content he does, especially because he's a big nerd as well too. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that give him a lot of shit, but I really like we did Masters of the Universe, and I know that's usually controversial for folks, and that's fine. Um, but he's got his hands in a lot of stuff out there. He's, he's a conversationalist. That's that's why I'm a big fan of him as well too, because he can he can talk like that as well too. But like you know, um, uh, just generally, I, I can tell you when it comes to his movies, I know they're not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Dogma's a fantastic movie. Dogma's really well. <laughs> Dogma, while overly comedy, even compared to Clerks, definitely has like the serious uh, undertone of you know like Clerks in that in that aspect. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, while being funny, but. Um, I'll never forget in 95 or whatever it was and going to the video store and renting clerks in mall rats and yep. me and my cousin sitting there was typically Saturday nights. What we did we got together, rented movies, played video games, watched uh, SNL, watched Howard Stern TV afterwards, drank Fago and ate pizza. That was literally our Saturday nights most of the time. <laughs> um, and when I first saw clerks at first, everybody was like, Oh, it's in black and white. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then we watched it and we were like, completely mind blown yeah. as like, you know, 15, 14 year old kids. And then watching, of course, Mallrats, which is my favorite, which is just a big nerd fest. So, mm-hmm. um, which is also controversial, usually Mallrats. But uh, the thing I like about the Kevin, about Kevin Smith movies, especially his earlier work and his more indie stuff is just that you can tell he was, he was, you know, he was kind of running at the same parallel as, as at the same time as like Tarantino. But there's, so, I thought there was a lot of like comparisons between the way he writes his stuff mm-hmm. with how, Tarantino would write his stuff. I mean, a lot of Tarantino's movies, a lot of the scenes where there's dialogue, there is it's just really well written dialogue. These yeah. are a lot of conversations are had that are like really thought provoking and really engaging. It's not like there's no filler Mm-mm. in a Tarantino movie. Everything is integral to the plot. Everything right. is important for character development, and that's what I liked about Clerks. I watched. It, I was like, man, it's such a Tarantino type of film. Yeah, because there's so many different conversations that are just so ne- unique. The, the whole conversation about the Death Star and contractors yeah. that were working on it is one of my favorite parts in Clerks because it's when the way they, they the conversation plays out, it's just like that's an interesting perspective. <laughs> I mean, it really is. So whenever I hear that whole scene, I'm just like, that's yeah. fucking incredible, dude. Yeah, and like I know, like after we got to Dogma, it started leaning in with Jay and Saw Bob Strikes Back, and then Clerks Two kind of leaned. It all leaned more into the dick and fart jokes. I know that's when a lot of people are like, he always lost his voice after this or that. They but like, you know, it just depends. Like. He made a really intelligent comedy with clerks. You don't lightning mm-hmm. doesn't always strike twice for mm-hmm. that matter. And either you're in or you're out. And sometimes when it comes to you know the way he writes and a lot of it, guess what is 
dick and fart jokes. I grew up on Beavis and Butthead as well, too. So that those are the kind of jokes that I like. I like nonsensical comedy that in some way still has either a moral or, you know, so, some sort of uh, point to it. And, and typically, if you dig deep enough, a lot of his movies, even though mm-hmm. like even Jane Saw Bob Strikes Back or, you know, the sequel to that or Clerks 2. There's still something that there's still mm-hmm. a message in there as well. Too. Yeah, and that's and a, you, you know dig. you go you, you mentioned the dick and fart jokes and yeah those are definitely in there and they're more prevalent the further the, the further you go on into his work, but he still has a way of like focusing on pop culture and a lot of right. the conversations. Yeah, it's dick and fart jokes, but there is still like you said an underlining message uh, and there's a lot of like references to pop culture and mm-hmm. a lot of uh, nods and homages to that as well. So, I mean, that's why I like his stuff. Like, he's just, he's very aware mm-hmm. of what's going on and what's hot at the time. Dude, in Clerks 2, when my man comes in and they have the debate between what's the better trilogy, Star Wars it's or Lord the of the Rings. It's the best bit in the entire movie. It's, it, dude, that whole, that, but again, because it's, again, it's, it's, it's dick and fart jokes all around it, but when you get down to the nitty gritty yeah. of it, the conversation that they have, there's some, there's so much perspective that you're like, man, that's, that's a good point. Dante's a fucking piece of shit. And it's probably why I really <laughs> like him, but he always, that the thing is, is like he's always honest and blunt. Like when you, it's like Trevor in Grand Theft Auto. He's the craziest, most chaotic, yes. wackiest character. But you know what? He's the most honest character in that game. Yeah, no Dante. Bullshit. Dante is the most honest one. He's not. He's you know, uh, not Dante or Randall. Excuse Randall, me. I keep, saying, I keep saying Dante. Mean Randall. I apologize. Randall is the most honest character in in the in the show because he's the one that just he's not trying to hide anything. He's right. not the one complaining, moping around, whining like Dante is half the time. You know, Randall's just. The being the guy that's going to say it pl- uh, point blank to your face. So, um, you know, I can't get enough of it. I'm really super, super excited for it. And, man, uh, <laughs> I like what, man, Jay McKenzie speaking from the soul. If someone doesn't like dick fart jokes in a movie, they can go fun, produce, film, cast, and sell their own dickless movie. There you go. That's a very Randall type of thing to say. That's, that's a very, that's very Randall of you. He's been a little worked up today. So that's a good, I'm not surprised that he did swing out with that, but I do agree. So he's, he's on fire today. He's, he's, he's definitely, he's definitely on fire today. Okay. He's running in the red. I yeah, dig it. Yeah, no, I think this trailer was good. It looked funny. Uh, I'll definitely be going mm-hmm. to check it out with you. So, uh, and I just I love Randall and Dante. You know, being in the I, I've been in the in the customer service industry before uh, in the past. I understand uh, much like Office Space. I can watch the first course and be like, "Yep, can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Yep, can relate to that." And that's why I just feel like these movies are just so good because if you've ever been in retail or if you've ever been in customer service, fa- like uh, customer facing customer service. Mm-hmm. It's different, man. Yep, it definitely gets you. Uh, it definitely you have a perspective, and that's what Forge Hammer was saying. Was like when you worked at like a GameStop in the mall, or you worked in the mall, mm-hmm. and you watched something like Mall Rats. It's it's a it's a it's a combo perspective that you get, like mm-hmm. that you don't realize. And I would say honestly, Mall Rats, for all intents and purposes, which makes that interesting, is that you know this came out in the mid '90s when comics and that kind of stuff was still kind of taboo and nerdy and yeah, nerd yeah, culture yeah. hadn't blown up yet. Yep. And now you look at it and look back on it and be like, well, this is like, you know, something that was kind of prophetic in that way in, in the time. So, mm-hmm. good. hey, what's happening, Mark? What is he? Yeah, always here for the dick talk. That, you know it. <laughs> always here for We're the always dick here talk. for the fart and dick jokes. That's right, right, right. <laughs> Uh, what is the Patreon command? Ooh, I don't know if we have a Patreon command. Um, oh, great. Here I know. Go. I know. Womp womp. I yeah. don't have one. I don't have one. I'm a piece of shit. I'm sorry. We'll have him search for that. Yeah, I'll, I'll get I'll get on that at some point, y'all. But I mean, like, hey, I know we do have some folks that, that do contribute to the Patreon, and we definitely appreciate that. Very Basically, so. that goes right into the show. Uh, it allows us to go out and pick up games. allows us to get better uh, uh, better uh, equipment for the show. Correct. Uh, but, you, you know, obviously just being here is really all we need. We need you guys to go here. But if you ever want to buy him a beer, uh, buy him a beer or lap dance, 
You can always go through our Patreon. If you're on Twitch, there is a link down in the About Me section, I believe there is. There's a link for our Patreon. You can check it out there. Uh, we do appreciate the folks that do support that, uh, support us that way, but it's not something that we, we were going to be like, you've got to fucking do it. Whatever, buy me a beer. Or buy him a beer. I mean, buy the guy a beer. Piece of shit. I mean, we only go to ninety nine cent beer night. Do we even have that anymore with inflation, or is it like is like two ninety nine the new ninety nine cent beer night? Mm, oh, that's a good question. You probably still get some like I go to Baywood and still get a dollar beer. You might be able to find some forties for forty ounces. <laughs> Steel Reserve. Cents. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I'll go bottom barrel, but I ain't going that bottom barrel. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Carlos. Appreciate that, brother. Uh, buy him a beer, and maybe next month when I'm back in Michigan, Jay Hill's going to be here. Yeah, I do. Month. Hopefully, we can connect uh, Jay Hill. Maybe we'd up Oracle and do some food or something. I am working on a weekend in August to have people over for a cookout. Okay. Uh, and if Jay Hill's going to be here, we'll get him in. Right, try north. <laughs> the the fan- Phantoms. Awesome. The bombing Phantoms, yo. All right. Let's move on to our next trailer. This dropped yesterday. And, uh, you know, who gives a shit? But let's see. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Yeah. I'm glad every one of those per- people got killed when he comes back at the end for somewhere because it's all the same idiots that are standing around him that were like, Evil dies tonight. Remember, he, he jet leaves his way out of the entire situation and yeah, kills man. everybody. Okay. Uh, no, Rohit, it is, uh, it's bad. The second one is bad. The first one was good until we got to the doctor's motive. Then it turned really stupid, but it was overall... A nice reboot. I liked the first one for a lot of reasons. I just didn't like the doctor's motivation and how it was presented in the movie. I felt that was like the weakest part of it. It was it was a, a, kind of a big step back in the in the overall progression of the movie. But overall, I thought it was a, it was a decent Halloween movie. Uh, the second one's fucking trash. The second one is really, really, really fucking trash. Uh, it's so poorly done. It's it's got a terrible story. Uh, everybody uh, that dies deserve to die. And the way they handled the legacy characters was a fucking travesty. We've seen so many movies handle legacy characters so much better. We've seen TV shows, King, uh, Cobra Kai, other movies that are handling legacy characters better. We had Chief Brackett from the first Halloween come back to this one. He had a couple lines at the hospital and then gets fucking killed at the end because he's one of the idiots just standing around Michael not doing anything while he kills everybody. I was just like, what the fuck do you have? The, the last... Five minutes of that last Halloween movie are just beyond fucking stupid. It's just like, what the hell just happened? 
And I'm still hoping that there's some, it was kind of a dream or some shit, but I don't think uh, Laurie Strode's daughter is even cast in this movie. I don't think she's in it. Her name escapes me at the moment, but we did see her granddaughter is in it still. Uh, we did see Will Patton return, which I thought he got fucking killed in the first one. But Will Patton is back in this one, which I'm fine with. Will Patton's awesome. Uh, I'm banking on a Michael's mask being a silver shamrock. Dude, love to see a little Halloween 3 crossover there. That'd be pretty sweet. Um, but here we are, man. You know, like, look, Halloween ends. Uh, the first one wasn't the best of Halloween movies, but it was a, it was a good effort. The second one was shit. And here we are, Halloween ends. Uh, John Carpenter came out recently and said, uh, this one is a lot different from the Halloween movies that you know. So who the fuck knows what that means? You know, we know there is a bit of a time jump in this one. That's all we know about that. But uh, John, when John Carpenter comes on and says, this is a little bit different than what you're used to. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to interpret what's that. Been, what's he doing later in he, life now? He does, he does the music. He does the music and he produces it. I mean, he's going to produce. He's going to get his money. But, I mean, John Carpenter, <laughs> I thought he died. Hey, man, he, he, he's old. I mean, he's old. Yeah. Um, but a lot different. So, you mean a good movie? <laughs> Cuddles, that maybe, dude, if that's what John Carpenter's referencing, then I'll take his word for it. And I hope so. I hope it's a good movie. I'm going to go see it. But my expectations are fucking right down here because of how poorly the second one was done. Sounds like potentially, actually, uh, the crew at Coist Comics might be uh, getting a event for this. Like, oh, they're going to do this one. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. they, they usually do a, a, the thirty days of horror movies, the thirty one days of horror movies to watch. So okay, all right. you watch one every night of the. So well, hey, if I'm going to go movie. roll with Coist Comics, I'll go see this fucking. movie. That's why I look at it. Like I would care. I don't even want to see the movie, but I'll go with them. I mean, it's. I, I like Jamie Lee's arc in the first one. I like, you know, she's not. She's barely like in the second too. one. She's barely in the second one, which oh. was a huge fucking mistake. And then, uh, oh, it's not on Paramount. Nope, nope, nope. This is in. Uh, this is in theaters, man. No, not coming to. Uh, no, actually, was it Paramount? No, it was. It was um, Peacock. I think it was on Peacock where it came. But I don't think it was Paramount where it came to. So this isn't a True Lies crossover. It is not a True Lies crossover. No, Tom Arnold. No, we're not going to see Arnie show up. So, uh, you know, like, look, it's whatever at this point. I'm not expecting anything. I mean, cool trailer. We get to see Jamie Lee Curtis say, come and get me, motherfucker. And she stabs him in the... I do want to see Nope. I will be seeing that this weekend. What are you doing Sunday? (laughs) Ooh, yeah. What are you doing Sunday? Uh, It was fucking Peacock. I'm still paying for that shit. (laughs) That's how they get you. That's how they get you. You sign up for Halloween kills, and then you forget to, and there you are six months later. You're like, I'm still fucking paying for it. That's on, that's on you. Also, by the way, uh, the uh, we briefly, uh, some of the reviews are coming out from Nope, and they're really good. <laughs> yeah, it's sitting, I think, last time I saw it was 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited for it, man. I, actually, I just watched Get Out again the other night. That was on TV. Get Out is still just a fucking... Yeah, midday, Razu. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, are Get Out's today. awesome. And yeah. you should come with us. Tone's bringing his custom bucket. Yeah, you can put your PP in the bucket this time. <laughs> they just need to bring Buster back. Yeah, let's get Buster Rhymes back and they bring that like H two O. What you say? Trick or treat, motherfucker. I think so. Oh. No, just uh, that, wasn't LL Cool J in that? Uh, no, he was in H two O. Oh, they Buster show. Rhymes is in uh, Resurrection. Jesus Christ, fucking movies. <laughs> Yeah, not good. Uh, they could free. They could feed me crappy Halloween movies for the rest of my life, and I would be happier than seeing more and more screen movies. Mm, man, great. I don't know. Like, I actually thought the last Scream was good. Um, I don't have too many issues with the Scream movies. Uh, I do have issues with 
Halloween's five, uh, the Curse of Michael Myers, especially because they they really pushed the uh, the Thorn trilogy and the Thorn storyline, which was really fucking stupid. H two O was good. Resurrection was trash. The Rob Zombie ones are garbage. Uh, they're not good movies. Um, the first reboot w- was was a decent Halloween movie. The last one was really bad. I don't know, man. I feel like Scream's been more consistent across the board. You know, I mean, say what you will between. Uh, you know, Halloween four, five, six, and 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 each one resurrection, some hit or misses in there, but I feel like Scream Scream has been a little bit more consistent across the board. Yeah, so, I liked the last Scream. I was surprised in how well it kind of like encompassed everything, I suppose. But like some of the ones in between, like yeah, um, yeah I'm a little concerned about uh, Nev not coming back for uh, Scream Six, but it sounds like it's more or less because they didn't want to fucking pay her, which is stupid. Uh, I mean, she's the face of the fucking franchise. Uh, I mean, she really is. I'm sorry. Nev Campbell is is Scream. Uh, could you ever make me a list of top 10 horror films of all time? Good question, Freezy. Top 10 horror films of all time. I'd have to take some time to think about it, but you can't do a list tonight, but I will have that list for you next week. Right. I will. I'm going to do that for you, Freezy. I'm going to do a top 10 horror films. He won't because he doesn't like scary movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I'll definitely make you a list. I'll make you a list and I'll throw it up uh, next week. Because I do love me some horror movies. Cool. Uh, I'm trying to think right now. I would have Killer Clowns from Outer Space at number two. Because that's terrifying. Horror bracket. Ooh, I do like a horror bracket. Anything Rob Zombie on. Is, <laughs> anything Rob Zombie is on dude's list. Man, fuck that. Isn't the Scream Mask the face of the franchise? I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> Ghostface oh, is it's the face. It's a joke. It's, he, it's not wrong. It? You get, he didn't. Sorry. It went over not, his head. Is Event Horizon it a, a horror funny movie? Joke. I like it is. That joke. It is. Event Horizon is a uh, horror movie. And Thing definitely is an amazing horror movie. Cosmic horror for sure. Uh, horror is a tough one because there are so many different styles. There are. There is a good point. There's, there's comedy horror. <laughs> um, Trick or Treat is great too. Trick or Treat uh, has a huge cult following. Um, let me see. The Thing better be on that list. Uh, the Thing is an amazing movie. Event Horizon is really good. Bone Tomahawk is criminally underrated. Uh, Bone, Sleepaway Camp, we did watch that. Bone Tomahawk... Um, Again, one of those movies where it's a really, really slow burn, but it's it's well acted, and the final like ten minutes are just like holy fucking shit, good. Like just it makes such a hard left turn mm-hmm. that you're not expecting, and you're just like, damn, it's it's pretty wild. Uh, Event Horizon. I mean, a lot of love for all the uh, Club Dread. I mean, uh, okay. Moving on <laughs> to the next trailer. Let's check out the trailer for Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. There was a time when the world was so young. There had not yet been a sunrise. But even then, there was light. have forests to protect. Dwarfs their mines. Mend their fields of grain. But we Harfoots have each other. For I must now wander this wandering day. We're safe. You have fought long enough, Galadriel. Put up your sword. The enemy is still out there. The question now is where? 
It is over. You have not seen what I've seen. I have seen my share. You have not seen... ...what I have seen. Darkness will march over the face of the Earth. It will be the end, not just of our people, but all peoples. I am sorry, but their time has come. The past is with us all. The past is dead. We either move forward, or we die with it. This could be the beginning of a new era. tone they have a cave troll <laughs> I, I listen i'm really excited um but i am definitely got some apprehension um it looks good quality looks really good yeah they're not cutting any costs here and certainly whereas the lord of the rings like the normal books in the hobbit are well known for most people even if maybe you necessarily didn't read them you were aware of certain things and you watched the movies and you could at least have some basis for comparison this is going to be a lot different for a lot of people this is know more second age um you know you hear some things referenced some things that Mm -hmm. happened a lot of things that happened in the second age are the reason why things happen in in, you know um the the beginning of the third age or i guess technically the end of the second age in the lord of the rings right and rohit you 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 know can correct me on that because now he's a big fan as well too he's he's a little bit more deeper in the knowledge of the lord than even i am Mm -hmm. um so we can lean into him for a little bit of this as well too so um, you don't think it's the, you don't, th- you don't think they have the right. See, I thought they had full rights. That's something I wonder, um, to the first of the second age. So this is, like I said, I'm pretty Days. sure this is more of like, you know, beginning of the second age, uh, moving into, um, the, so the rings of power. So my guess is, and it kind of alluded to, it looks like that's when Sauron forges the rings and starts handing them out to everybody. So do we think we're going to see like Morgoth or anything like that as well too? Cause technically, at this time, like Sauron was, uh, you know, Morgoth was around and he was like an actual, uh, I don't know if agent's the right word, but a worshiper, follower. Hobbits aren't even supposed to be part of it yet. Or forest folk. So elves either. Or you mean just the elves themselves? Oh, the forest folk generally, huh? Okay. Jay Hill says, I've never seen any of these movies. I need to spend a day watching them. Yeah, good luck with that. Extended cuts, brother. Days. They, they do show a couple trees as well, too. So yeah, the Hobbits, okay. So, um, so I, I think, and I don't think he's alone in this. Um, there's certainly some folks out there that are very concerned because I'd be, I'm surprised if they can do this without rights, truth be told, but I guess maybe they can. But I thought they had the Tolkien family involved in the grace in this one. I could be wrong on that. I don't know. But um, I'm certainly going to watch it and give it a, um, a watch through. I think this would be something good once. When does it start? Uh, September 2nd. So this would be something good. We get through the series or watch some episodes. That'd be a good time to get Rohit on too to kind of. I would. Hey, there you, know, you go, so Rohit. 
keep that keep that in mind sometime us, late we'll, late fall or early we'll fall. We'll touch base now. I don't know. Is this going to be a full drop? Are they going to drop no. them all? No, they, it's a they, weekly they, thing. They do weekly. Okay. So what we'll do, Rohit, is uh, maybe um, how should we handle that? Should we just have have about halfway and we can last? Talk, yeah, maybe we can get them on halfway and then maybe at the end to kind of wrap it up and see where his thoughts are with it. I think that'd be a good idea. Intimoka skin manimal, the only one who read the similar. He certainly read the Similarian, <laughs> and I've probably I've. I've I've gotten about halfway through. It's a tough fucking read. It's very intriguing, mm-hmm. but it's it's a t- it's a tough read. No, I think that'd be a really good time to have mine. Maybe like midway through the season. Yeah. You know, once we get once we kind of get an idea of where they're heading with it, and we figured out you know what liberties they've taken without yeah. having the full rights to it, um, and see if there's any issues that he has. But I would love to get him on for that. And then again, once once the season ends, mm-hmm. I think get his uh, final on thoughts that. on that. So yeah, Rohit, let's make that happen, we'll dude. That. Like to get you in here and get your thoughts on that stuff. Like I said, I love, like I can sit here and talk about Lord of the Rings. I had a good time with mm-hmm. it, but there are just people out there like you with Star Wars and him with this, like that. Just they know that deeper level, yeah, and that's that's the shit that I like to hear. That's the stuff. Those are the perspectives deep. I want to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll definitely get Rohit on uh, to have have a talk about it. But no, I thought it was an effective trailer. It was a good trailer. The show looks good. Like I said, they're not cutting any cost. Bezos is going all in on it. So uh, you know whether or not it's good. Uh, we'll watch it and find out for ourselves, and then we'll obviously get uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Rohit on here, and we'll get his take as well. So uh, should be really, really interesting. Now, obviously, that's not the only big fantasy show coming out this fall. That's the big one. That's one of the big ones. But we just got the trailer today well. for the first spinoff of Game of Thrones. Let's check out the trailer for House of the Dragon. <laughs> Is a foot. The dream was clearer than a memory. And I heard the sound of thundering hooves, splintering shields, and ringing swords. And I placed my air upon the iron throne. And all the dragons roared as one. I consider the matter urgent. That of your succession. Well, who else would have a claim? The firstborn child. Rhaenyra, no queen has ever sat the Iron Throne. The king has an heir, Daemon Targaryen. I will not be made to choose between my brother and my daughter. Knives will come out. You are the king. Your duty is to take a new wife. I have decided to name a new heir. I'm your heir. War is afoot. Do you think the Ram will ever accept me as their queen? A woman would not inherit the Iron Throne. Because that is the order of things. When I'm queen, I will create a new order. Your family has dragons. There are power men should never have trifled with. If Rhaenyra comes into power, she can cut off any challenge to her succession. I am to inherit the Iron Throne. She will block my way. Our hearts remain as one. 
Our hearts were never one. Have you never imagined yourself on the Iron Throne? Where is duty? Where is sacrifice? man now uh, game of thrones is a very very touchy subject for a lot of people mm-hmm. even st- still rightfully to this day so. rightfully so still to this day mm-hmm. there's a lot of folks who are still feeling the pain of that final season of game mm-hmm. of thrones uh, this is another one that I hope that they don't stray too far from the lore hopefully it has some heart and isn't giant soulless money grab i mean th- look there's a lot of ways that this could go. I mean, like, look, there's a lot of fear, and ju- and rightfully so. I mean, we saw, look, the showrunners for Game of Thrones fucking were on, on a roll. You know, the first six, seven seasons. They were on a roll. Mm-hmm. But then they had to kind of deviate from the book because they didn't have a book. They kind of had to start making their own shit up. And for the most part, they did pretty good. Now, whether or not they got lazy... Or it was that fucking Disney bullshit going on where they were calling going, hey, man, we'd like you guys to do Star Wars. No, or I, do don't think they just, I don't think they, they know what to do. At the time, no, at the time, they, were, they got an offer. Oh, I remember that. No, I just think that they just, I just don't think they knew what to do. And they just kind of like, we're like, let's, let's wrap this shit up yeah, and let's go. I mean, we course, like, yeah. look, the final season is what it is. There was a lot of undercooked storylines, a lot of shitty fucking uh, arcs that came. Yeah, it felt incredibly rushed. That's, that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. I mean, dude, when you're making a show like this and somebody leaves a fucking Starbucks cup on a table or an Aquafina bottle on the ground, somebody, it's, it's very lax. We've, we've lost, we're, not, we're no longer worried about the authenticity mm-hmm. and the fucking integrity of the show. We, we've lo- we're, we're done with that. We're just trying to wrap this shit up. And you look at some of the characters and how they get pieced out. Like, I watched... Couple scenes uh, about a month ago. I watched Theon Greyjoy. Die. I was like, really? That he just charges at the fucking Night King. Yeah, a guy that has like these crazy arcs and redemptions and come yeah, and he just him. I'm just gonna run at the Night yeah, King with yeah, a spear and just yeah. get fucking killed. I was just like, this this is it. And even when you look at it, like the Night King was this the imposing threat nearly the entire time. Yeah, he gets pieced out, and it's like there's no like it, they just like forget about it. Like, oh, the Night King's dead. Yeah, Night King's dead. Let's 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 move on and let's have uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Later, Cersei and fucking Jamie die at the bottom. It's like, come on. Yeah, I mean, that's how that. Yeah, after all that, that 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 was our climax. By the way, yeah, we that's have, how you. We cl- have her rise as this villain the entire time. Our climax is like, like oh, I love you, Jamie. Like I get the symbolism there, but fucking bore me to death. Listen, I'll never forget when Cappadocian, Forge Hammer, and Jay McKenzie and I were living over on Noah Court. Cappadocian comes upstairs out of his hole one day and says, "Hey." In about two weeks on HBO, they got this new show coming out called Game of Thrones. It's yeah. based off these books, blah, blah, blah. We should look, we should watch it. We watched that first episode, and all of us were like, right? So we were instantly hooked. And by the third episode, everybody in the house had their banners. Everybody was either one house or another. I was Targaryen, no, no doubt. Right away, instantly, I'm like, House Targaryen, that's my banner, right? Mm-hmm. So by fire and blood all day. But, um, so the entire time watching the series, like you're seeing this crazy arc with Daenerys, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm not going to continue to talk about that because we all know how that ended. We know that went, blah, blah, blah. My hope and my excitement for this is, for one, uh, DB and Dan are involved in this. Right, they're not here. They're not involved. HBO 
certainly isn't going to put money back into something that they know. Because when you look at all their other series, mm-hmm. there's maybe like 99% of them are all like either really well-renowned uh, or they've got a lot of secret stuff you've never seen that's really good. Very little things that HBO owns or has their hand into comes out as a turd, or a money, they, gra- or even a money grab. Like they, they don't. Yeah, they don't want that image. Mm-hmm. So if they want to get rid of that image, what do you do? Okay, well, let's wait some time and then let's revisit. Okay, well, here's a prequel era that there's not a lot of stuff that ties to the, uh, you know, the the main series, which is good. There'll be some callbacks and things like that, sure. Mm-hmm. But this focuses on a lot of people's favorite because you're going to have dragons, you yep. know? So there's a lot of good stuff going on for, so for somebody like me, who's a fan of the Targaryen family, like it's going to be all Targaryen, you yep. know? So a lot, a lot of things when they were in control, you know, many, many moons prior. So it's, it's, I don't know if, I don't think it's necessarily a blank slate. I know there's some lore out there as well too, which I know is important. And, and certainly I do agree with that. It's the same thing with like the Lord of the Rings. However, I do feel like that if HBO is going to do this again, mm-hmm that they really are going to take very good care of it because I think they want to make sure that, hey, and, and we know the Jon Snow one's coming out now too. Yep. If they're going to be greenlighting this, they want this to be able to maybe return it to its glory. And make up a little bit too. They have to do yeah. something because when you look back, think about, think I can't think of any other TV show, like whether it's Cobra Kai, whether it's um, you know the, the Bel Air, anything in the last decade, that was a complete household success worldwide. That people were literally millions of people at one time every Sunday at 9 p.m. were watching a show on HBO, and then and this was it. This was this became a household name in just a few seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like even if you didn't really watch it very often, like Jay Hill or knew something about it, he still watched The Red Wedding. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there there's there's a lot of things out there that they need to do to try. They want that glory back because they were making money. They were making bank. They were rolling it. Look at the way the, the like the the production moved by the end of the fucking uh, seventh season. Yeah. You know, so they know that they've got to take that they've got a glass cannon in their hands. They got to be very careful. Yeah. And I think now to, with that said with this, I think the big thing that's going to happen with the Jon Snow series that we've got announced as well too, which I'm also excited for. Like, listen, I know that the Game of Thrones ended terribly. I understand that, but I love this mythos. I love this world. If I can get more of it and we can restore some glory and maybe some more, I'm on board for it. You know, if the right people are involved. Jon Snow, clearly, we know Kit Harington really loved the character. He was mm-hmm. one of the highlights. His ending, while I don't necessarily disagree, I don't necessarily agree that it was the worst ending for him. It's not what everybody wanted to see, but we got to remember it's Game of Thrones. And I don't want to get in that discussion either. But if we can get more of him being. Harrington being Jon Snow on the wall or going to the north taking the black mm-hmm. and we all know Tyrion's alive there's a lot of other Tyrion's characters Tyrion's alive uh, who was my man who was the one that loved the, the giant woman uh, uh, yeah, Tormund um, Tormund 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 yeah. so we know these characters are alive yeah. so if it's Jon Snow and Tormund and once in a while Tyrion on a show and D.B. Weiss and Dan aren't involved and maybe J.R.R. Martin sitting you know eating a donut somewhere <laughs> okay fine but like you know, maybe we can do something with it because, and that's what HBO is, wants to do. And I think they understand that they're not going to green like these two shows, knowing what happened before, if they're going to put out two more turds, because guess what? If, if they've been able to erase some of that tarnish and be quiet about Game of Thrones, cause they haven't talked about it. Mm-hmm. They haven't talked about it in years. Right. Right. No, I've been very quiet. They, about they, it. they, they know what they're doing, you know? So I think, I think we got to understand that, 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 that HBO knows what they're getting into. And I'm going to guess this time, They've got the proper things in place to make sure this shit don't happen again. Because if they got to be more heavy-handed in it, so be it. Give me some more Game of Thrones. 
You know, if they, you know, the thing that bumps me out about the Jon Snow thing is if Tyrion's in it, that makes uh, uh, that w- one of my favorite one of my favorite characters that came to a close in that last season was Varys. That was one of the hardest ones. Uh, the eunuch that you know how he was always like yeah. that scene with with what where, where like Daenerys is like, I want him torched. We're gonna burn him with a dragon. And right before that, like Tyrion standing by Daenerys, and he's just like, fuck it. He just walks up and he's like. Shakes his hand. I was like, dude, that's fucking awesome. Because those guys were always mm-hmm. so... I wanted a spinoff with Tyrion Varys is going around doing shit yeah. and talking. Yep. I just wanted to see those two guys talking and scheming. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, th- their interactions were so good. Yep. And now that we know there's a Jon Snow show coming out and Tyrion could possibly be there, I would, man, that makes me sad. Yeah, didn't it? And like I said, like uh, you know, Ver- well, Varys is that was my favorite character in that series. He was amazing, dude. That was my the he spider was, awesome. was my favorite character. Tyrion was my in my top three. Tyrion and Daenerys, those are my three favorite characters. Go figure, they're all Targaryens, right? right? Um, but like I said, man, uh, you know, I, I know you even kind of said that out there too. Like he's kind of in that mindset, but we hope it's good. I hope it's good. But you know, again, what what we're made to be seen. But I I do feel like that they're going to be heavy handed in this. They they don't have a choice to be because. Uh, is Miss Marvel later? I can call it the end for that. For that, actually, we're gonna do Miss Marvel right now. That's what we're moving on to. We're moving to Miss Marvel. Is that it for trailers? Uh, that's it for trailers. Yeah, we did Lord of the. We did. Uh, there was four. Was that, that was four. Uh, House of Dragon was the last one. I can't count. We did Clerks, Halloween, Lord of the Rings. I can't count. Game of Thrones. That's fucking cool, four. man. That's four. All right, now time to talk about the season review of Miss Marvel. And if you haven't finished this and you are worried about spoilers, yes, mute, walk away for a little bit. We are going to pull it back. Um, we did finish it. Of course, the finale was last week. So, you know, we're trying to usually wait a week after a series is done before. At this point, we'll kind of blow open the spoilers. You know, during the process of these series, as you know now, we're trying to stay away from spoilers. We'll just we'll kind of blow it open at the end. Yeah. So we'll jump into it here a little bit and uh, talk about, you know, just our overall impressions, you know, what we thought with the story, with the, with the character itself, and uh, some of the stuff that uh, happened in that final episode that is interesting. Couple things. A couple things were interesting. Uh, all right, Forge. Have a good night, buddy. Thanks for hanging out, man. Miss um, Marvel, six episodes available now on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. has come and gone. Uh, it's starring uh, Iman Valani as Kamala Khan, who is, by the way, this was her first acting gig ever. Period. Ever. She's in for the long haul. She's in for the long haul, and I think she made a hell of a first impression. Uh, Matt Lynn says Bruno, uh, Zenobi Scroff as Manibi Khan. Mohan Kapoor as Yusuf Khan, Nimrod Buka as Nam- Namja, and Rish Shah as Kamaran. Uh, this was directed by uh, a, a plethora of directors. We had Adil El Arbi, uh, Bilal Falah, Mira Manan, and Charmine Obeid Chinoy. And, dude, this show was really good. I, you know, going into it, I, I expected this to be a little bit lighter. Because I, I thought this would be more, more kid centric. It's made for the kids to enjoy a little bit, and for the most part, he only messed up one cherry. <laughs> how many times did you have to practice those no. names? Uh, dude, honestly, I think I mostly spitballed most of those. I'm just just looking at him, and I'm doing the best I can to be respectful and accurate. Uh, no, Freezy, I won't do it again. That's a one time thing. That's uh, that's no king, no yeah, king, yeah. No, 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 no. We could have done it. <laughs> No, I would not have been able to do it last week. That would have been a disaster. Um, but no, overall, dude, this was a very well done coming of age story. Uh, it does a great job of balancing the struggles of finding your place and uh, 
and an ever-evolving world. And uh, Kamala's backstory uh, was really, really good. You know, the buildup uh, where she comes from and her heritage and, and uh, you know, the, the struggle of being, uh, you know, Muslim in America and dealing with that from a female's perspective. Uh, and there was actually some pretty good action in this show as well. You know, we, we've talked about some of the, the Disney Plus offerings and the quality of the action, you know, whether it's Star Wars or MCU, uh, I actually felt like they did a pretty good job uh, with action for being a kid-centric show. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're not getting a whole lot of, like, you know, ultra bounce, but we saw some knives getting pierced through people. And But there was, a, you know, there was a specific uh, one I liked, uh, the chase through Karachi. Uh, that was actually a really, really well-done sequence. When they started speeding up the cars, I was like, oh, shit, here we go with the, the dodgy CGI. It's going to be... It was actually a really well done action sequence, you know. So for being a show that's focused more so on, you know, the coming age, coming of age story of Kamala Khan, there is some really good action to kind of keep you on the edge of your seat to be like, yeah, hey, hey, don't forget now. There's this is a Marvel show. We gotta have we gotta have some action. Uh, but uh, you know, Iman Vellani is is really, 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 really good as Kamala Khan, and for being her first acting gig, I thought she brought. Um, you know, fresh perspective to this origin story, not only as a Muslim, but from a female's perspective. Uh, she brings a lot of energy and genuine uh, naivety to the character. Um, you know, I, I believed in her the entire time. Like, she was just, you know, just very sweet and endearing, mm-hmm. you know. and she, But she was embracing her role, and she, was, she really wanted to find a way to have an impact in this world, in this country, for her people. Mm-hmm. And to see her kind of grow into that character, man, it was, it was really, really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, a big piece of that, and a lot of people said, first of all, it's rated like higher than a lot of MCU things. I think it is the highest rated um, show right now. Uh, which is wild to think, and you know, you can take that for face value. But uh, I definitely feel like one of the things that worked was that she wasn't an act- like a big-name actress or somebody who's been right. acting for a while because this character is very naive in that way, mm-hmm. and it, it just made it felt natural because it was her first gig. Like, she wasn't trying to pretend over or overact. Or right. It just, she felt like... She's being herself. Just kind of rolling right. with it. Yeah, uh, you know, she's playing a younger... She's young, she's 18 or 19, but she's playing a younger version of that, of her actual age, and she just kind of fit into that really well. Um, I, l- listen, as much of a piece of shit that I am most of the time... <laughs> I, I really, really, especially when it comes to stories, as we know, I like I like slow burns. I like things with heart. Um, this had a lot of heart. This had a lot of, like, I thought maybe it would have some heart, but I was surprised at how much heart it actually ended up having. Um, it was, it, like you said, it was very endearing. Uh, I, I was engaged the entire time. Uh, there were times, like, you know, um, her father was so great in this. Uh, um, like her dad was just amazing. Uh, I, I forget his name uh, who played her father, but um, he was one of my favorite in here because there were some moments where she kind of like you know she's being the the angsty kid and yep. she was shutting her parents out and they care like they they clearly they're trying to clearly care yeah and that's one thing about this the show was that it was it's so much about family friends community yes uh, relationships and because it is kid centric. It's definitely something that I think all kids should watch because it definitely uh, it's a coming of age in a way as yep. well too. But like you know, a lot of these shows we see, we see the hints of family with Hawkeye and um, you know how even him and uh, uh, Natalie are together or, or Natalia, um, mm-hmm. you know things of that nature. But we you don't really get a whole lot of great breakdown. I mean, WandaVision was so busy doing wonky stuff like you couldn't see that right. Right. This was very very uh, family centric and just. 
Uh, you know, you just didn't see a whole. I, I just, you haven't seen a whole lot of those kind of things in the MCU, and so like for me, it just gave this entirely different perspective. Like, okay, so she's got this thing that does this stuff. That okay, this is fun, mm-hmm. and I know this this character when it originally came out definitely uh, didn't win over a lot of people. I mean, there's a lot you know, there's a lot of people out there that just just don't enjoy diversity, and that's a whole other topic, of course, as well too. I'm somebody I like diversity. I like perspective and there's an episode where they go to pakistan and it was just like to me the, it was, was my awesome. favorite episode yeah, because really like good. you got a lot of like uh great interactions and different lots of cultural conf- stuff yeah a lot of cultural in. stuff this is a lot of the reason why i think some of us enjoyed moon Knight as well too is like because it was very i think that's what they're the doing Egyptian. really really well so far this phase not only with the shows but the movies as well yeah they're, the characters are getting more diverse they're really kind of leaning into some of that culture and why you know what drives these characters and uh that sh- this show really did that and i thought that was uh, why it had a lot of heart, and I was really engaged with it. Like the dialogue, the writing. Like honestly, like for this having such a high rating, I kind of get it. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not overly adult. It doesn't have a lot of adult themes. The action is surprisingly well. It's not like overly pushing that right. limit. You don't see ninjas coming out. And, well, I mean, kind of. <laughs> kind of, but, like, but yeah, I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, uh, um, and, and, and like, yeah, and a lot of people aren't just a fan of of the character. You know, some some folks were introduced in the Avengers game, and that was really annoying. You're absolutely correct. This is not that character, but um, you know, as we progress through the entire story, like again, like it, it's really less about her being a superhero and just finding her place in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and like I said, that's that's a unique way to tell that story. And and I was really here for it. Like I really like every time every episode ended, I was like, fuck, I kind of want more. Like right. that's how you know you're getting hooked. So. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the dad was great. Like I said, there's a scene where like, she kind of like bumps him out and you're like, if you don't, if you don't near cry in that scene, you're probably a cold hearted bastard. It's, it's harsh. It's, yeah, yeah. He tries to like connect with her in, in, in a meaningful way. It, you you know, going through the stuff that she loves with, with Marvel right. or um, uh, what's it called? Uh, is it Marvel Con? Uh, Avengers Con. Avengers Con. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he tries to like connect with her, and you're just like, oh, that's that's cool. He's trying, and then she shoots it down. And you're just like, uh. yeah, it was really fucking cool. <laughs> you know, but harsh. Um, but at the end of the day, no, I I super super enjoyed this, and I think everybody should give this a watch through, even if you don't like the character, even if you don't like the character from the game, whatever it might be. Uh, this definitely uh, compared to all the other uh, the the MCU shows, I would say it's right up there with like Loki to me, if not even higher at this point. Loki's just big because it really pushed the movie MCU in uh, a different direction and kind of opened up some of those storylines and like you know in a, in a procedural line. But this this is like kind of almost I don't want to say necessarily standalone, but it does kind of exist in its own world and and rightfully so, and it's it's done really well. So. I really encourage you to watch it. If you got kids, watch it with them or have them watch it. I think it's really uh, worthwhile. <laughs> I'll tell you what to do all day, bitch. I'll oh, oh my. slap your teeth down the back of your throat even. He says that now while you're on the yeah, other side then of the he internet. Co- he shows up with the chair. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, other than that, um, really, the um, so there was a couple things going through this series that were hints to certain things. And um, also, you know, I had called this, and I don't remember if anybody called remembers this, but I had called this a while. I said it to somebody um, that I had a feeling we were going to get a cameo in this, and that cameo did come true. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't want to know the cameo, if you don't care, I'm going to tell you anyways. Um, the cameo comes at the end of the show, and then we'll jump back to the big piece, which was huge, uh, is that uh, uh, Brie Larson comes back and reprises the role as Captain Marvel, uh, which they've done in the comics. So Because that's the first one, which was confusing because mm-hmm. – uh, uh, Miss Marvel has 
can turn into Car- Carol Danver- Devers. Danvers? Danver- Dan- Danver- Danver- Danvers. Jesus, goddamn, the brain. Um, and, and like can like look at her. So no. So at first people were like, "Oh, did she look at her?" And I was right away. I'm like, "No, they just flipped places." And sure enough, it was she confirmed like a few days after. Like, "Oh yeah, we we flipped places uh, because the Marvels is coming out soon." Mm-hmm. Um, and those two, of course, are going to be in it. And there's going to be a connection there. So that was actually Carol Danvers, and that was really exciting uh, to see that. And I had a feeling, like I said, that we were going to see her. Uh, but the big piece, the big amazing reveal it's pretty quick it's was, pretty sweet how they dropped it in and then they kind of right. quickly jumped away from it because like, ori- yeah originally they were thought okay well so this character when the character originally came out uh was uh in the comics when it came out she was an inhuman now at the time marvel was trying to kind of dial back in the mutant stuff in comics because they wanted to choke out the fact that x-men and fox had those properties so they almost wanted to make it look like that the mutants and x-men could be forgot right um, because everybody wanted eventually them to get Fox and have those characters back. It was a big deal to a lot of us. So, you know, a lot of us knew what was going on. So this character came out as an Inhuman, and that started kind of the Inhumans, which was they're similar to mutants. They get the you know they got this uh, um, this DNA in them uh, from like the 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 race, the Kree. Terrigen mist pops and it unlocks these special abilities, things in that nature. Mm-hmm. Black Bolt uh, that we saw recently in the. Um, uh, uh, the multiverse of madness to get my words out uh is, is also uh the well probably the most well-known of um in humans uh so she wasn't in this show and that was kind of like a lot of people were like oh what the fuck because she's not human um well the braces are giving her power everybody's like oh, that's kind of fucking weird too well turns out turns out it's because it's it, she does have an uh, an ability or something in her da she has a mutation mm-hmm. in her dna so they they once again said well I think this is like the first time they really closely in the actual Disney MCU said mutant and yep. we've had hints of mutants in um like uh, uh, Black Widow and things like that nature but this is the first time that we're getting a main character that is now considered a mutant which is really exciting and here's the kicker for a lot of people that may not know this as well too originally this character was supposed to be a mutant when she was released in the comics mm-hmm. but they made her an inhuman. Because again, they wanted to like pretend the mutants didn't exist in the comics, so people would forget about the movies and not care about the X Men. Mm-hmm. So it's just really neat that they're making an effort. To be like, we're not they're, going they're, inhuman. We're going mutants. yeah. They're retconning their original retcon kind of thing. So it's like <laughs> so it's kind of come full circle. So and, and she does embiggen at the end, which is really great too. She gets the big beat in the that was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. To do that. It's yeah. just different from the game and different from the comics a little bit. But now we know that full circle. She might technically be like as far as a main character, a character on the big screen that we see, the MCU's true first mutant, technically, like in that sense that comes to their their banner. It's wild so. to think about too, because they do it in a show. I don't want to say it's it's not their most popular show. It's it's been one of their best re- most best received shows mm-hmm. up to this point, but kind of an obscure show. I mean, this isn't. It was people were excited about this. You and I were excited about this, but I mean, I don't think this generated the same hype of hype as like Moon Knight or or, or Loki. No, for sure, for sure. But to have something that is somewhat of a megaton, I mean, honestly, if you think about mm-hmm. it, for him to come out and be like, there was a mutation, right? Because we saw That's pro- huge. Yeah, we saw Professor X. We know clearly he's a mutant, but he was in a different um, multiverse. So it's almost like, does it really matter if it's not in our multi? Well, now we know we have an actual mutant. I mean, we like I said, we heard something in. Um, uh, Black Widow about one of the they they name one they name yeah. drop a mutant from yeah. Russia or whatever it is, but um, to be able to have like this character do this and this is kind of like okay, well, you saw a mutant and now here we go, there is one here. Mm-hmm. Now that means okay, well, if you've gotten one in your DNA, who else has them, right? So, uh, pretty exciting. And what made it more exciting 
was just like when Professor X came out in the movie. They played a little bit of the 97 uh, X-Men jingle uh, when uh, he announced that she had a, a, a mutation. So if that's not a big indication that, of what she is. If that's not a nod, I don't know what is, dude. Right. So pretty pretty sweet, pretty cool. And, like, again, overall, a lot of fun stuff. But, you know, here we are. This is uh, – we finally come full circle, and it was a great show. So Crash says, in the comics, Kamala had thought she was a mutant as well, but later learned she was actually an inhuman. So the door isn't closed on the inhumans, but as of now, it really seems like she's going to be a mutant in the MCU. I'm going to get you on here in a second, Carlos. I want to mention uh, what Jay Hill said. He goes, dumb, dumb American. I honestly had no idea about the partition and what they went through. I thought that episode was really cool, too. Obviously, the one that when they go to Karachi was really, really good. But when we do the time jump. Go back to Aisha and, and Namjo when they were, were basically back. We get the whole the whole part of the story that they talked about the the, the grandma and the mom. You know, oh, I was lost and I had to find my dad. Da da da. We actually got to see all that and see how uh, Kamala was actually a huge part mm-hmm. of that with the time jump. But yeah, we got to see a lot of stuff that was going on under the partition, the struggle that was going on there. And again, that's a testament to a show that can somehow take these things that we aren't too familiar with. And work it into a story in an integral way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes it really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, did they do the humans in humans yes. already? It didn't do well. Or it, something. Yeah. What was yeah. that show called? So, well, it's called Inhumans. Inhumans. Um, but that was technically tied to the Loeb um, TV show as well. Now all the TV shows are technically a multiversal canon. They did do Inhumans. Yes. Um, it was uh, led through Agents of Shield, mm-hmm. and that's how we ended up with like Black Bolt and all these characters as well too. And Quake, who was there, uh, you know in show in human um and i love the inhumans i love black bolt i love the first family all that or that well not the first family but like the inhumans family there um but it's not technically canon right so in the black bolt we got which was played by the same guy of course you know is more true to the comics black bolt as well too but yeah it it, it still ha- the door is still there for the inhumans if they want to do that but it's kind of like they're, they're they're dutch dooring it like they didn't want to talk about mutants like over a decade ago because fox still had them and now they don't want to talk about humans because the run, trash. The, the run with humans was so bad. Yeah, um, like cataclysmically bad. Uh, as somebody who watched the entire show, it's not good at all. Unfortunate. Yeah, That's unfortunate. Uh, we're going to get cuddles on right now. Bear with me for just a moment. This is always kind of a clusterfuck, but we'll see uh, what happens. Uh, I'm going to go here. Turn that on. Fuck is Brian tonight, by the way. Yeah, where is Brian tonight? Should I don't you know what I don't even want to know. He was talking about socks earlier in the Discord. I'm so I'm more seeing it right now. I'm yeah. really concerned about that. But uh let's see if Okay, I'm on. Cuddles, you got your Hello? mute on still? There he is. Cuddles, can you hear me? Oh. Yeah, I can hear you. Can there hear he is. We got you. We got you loud and clear. What's going on, buddy? What you got? Oh, not much. Something I've been thinking about. Um, first off, I do want to say I really enjoyed Miss Marvel since we're wrapping up on that. Um, this was the conversation I had with my buddy. We watched Thor Ragnarok this weekend. Um, I had this conversation with my buddy. I had Love and Thunder or Ragnarok? Wait, yeah, which one? Ragnarok? Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Love, Love and Thunder. Gotcha. Okay. Um, anyway. uh, I've been drinking. <laughs> um, <laughs> Me too. Yeah, yeah. I had the conversation with Drastin a little bit as well, but with... I know a lot of the stuff we've been wrapping up on the, the former phase, but we have a lot of stuff from the new phase now. Miss Marvel, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, where is this phase going? Like, how do y'all feel about it? Like, I, I, I don't know where it's going. Like, by this time and before, like, we, we already knew Thanos and we've heard about Man. him, we've talked about him, we've had a we've had a villain. Like, where are we going on this? 
And I wanted to kind of catch y'all off guard on this one and get y'all's opinion. Uh, you know, I, I, that's a great, great question, sure it is. Cuddles. It is a great question. You know what? And uh, I can't help but think. Um, I can't help but think. I asked. I talked about this last week, and I remember getting shot down and and, and he yelled might have been at sleeping. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, no, man. I'm with like like look. I, I'm with you, man. And, and I mean, I'm sure Tone can appreciate it to, to some degree. I mean, we did have kind of a, uh, an idea where we were going, and I do feel like right now with all these shows, all the setup and the end credit scenes are uh, to me, anyways, seem like they're more focused on the universe of that particular character. And whatever we saw, kind of like whatever the story was in that particular movie, and where that character is heading, we didn't have this overarching like like storyline unfolding in the process. You know, we always kind of got hints to to Thanos or the Stones or something like that at the end of the the movies in the previous phases that kind of just led us along the way uh, to all these other characters and all the other movies. But there was an overarching path. We just don't have that right now. Now, if that's a part of the the the, <laughs> the end game of this phase, then that's <laughs> don't roll your eyes. That was clever shit. That took me an hour to roll. Hanging that up. fruit, dude. Cool. <laughs> but no, like like seriously, like I don't know where it's going, and I'm I, I agree with you, Cuddles. I'm just I'm trying to figure out uh, that as well. Um, I'm trying to be open minded so Tone doesn't yell and scream at me. Uh, but I'm with you, man. I would like to know where we're going, but. If it's if there's so if this is a part of like a, str- a strategic way of handling <clears throat> things that's mm-hmm. different than the first phases, mm-hmm. I you know I I trust them, but I am a little eager. But maybe once it delivers mm-hmm. uh, and pays out, then I'll understand. Oh, cool, they're just doing things differently. So here here's, here's yeah. I'm not. Go ahead, go ahead. So, no. Well, I'm not saying they're doing anything bad. Let me let me mm-hmm. say that. Right. Bad. Like, um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the Doctor Strange movie. I didn't like completely hate it, but. I've enjoyed most of the stuff they've done up to this point with the, the characters they've introduced, Miss Marvel, um, among others. But I just there's like I just want to know like where are we going? Like where are we heading at? Like we're just we're introducing seven billion characters. Like we're pulling a DC over here with no no. End. <laughs> so <laughs> I think you were sleeping the other night when this all came out, and I, so I'm gonna try and Probably. do this really. Yeah, you know, maybe he didn't see it. Maybe he didn't. Know, see it, but we had did. a huge meltdown. I know. I know, meltdown I know, I know he didn't. So. Here, here's here's the thing I think that's skewing everybody's perspective. First of all, we didn't know about Thanos till many years into the MCU. They were building for the Avengers to team up. We didn't know what for, but you know, originally that first buildup was for Loki attacking New York. Now, yes, he was being puppeteered at some point. We figured out by Thanos as well too, but we didn't really know what was going to happen with Thanos. They took you know X amount of years that's, from that's 2008 2009, starting with Iron Man to build to building the Avengers to we didn't know what. So keep in mind, we didn't know about Thanos for, let, let's say, I mean, I don't remember the timeline, but you, I'm sure you can look it up when Thanos was first, like, acknowledged reference or a power stone or whatever, or the gauntlet or anything. It was years. So we are not even a year from when Shang-Chi and Eternals have released, and, and, and we're coming up on it now too. So, But we also got to remember we're getting skewed right now because we have so much content that we've gotten from D+, that it feels like it's been more than just a year. And, and while it is kind of to a degree because, you know, Black Widow was kind of like a backtrack and we had some D plus things early, like WandaVision and stuff like that. But overall, when it comes to the movies for not just casual fans, 
we still haven't really gotten to that time frame yet. We're still within a year. So again, because of all this content, we're, we're, we're looking at it kind of from the wrong angle. Whereas the early MCU was building, like I said this last week, in a straight line, right? So like marching forward, each movie would lead you a breadcrumb to like, here's Thor, here's here's this character, here's this character, and we're gonna, we know they're building so the we're Avengers. So build, basically building up right. the next level or the next right. uh, chapter of Avengers. And if we're building to Secret Wars or we got things going on on different levels, we think Kang, maybe, maybe Galactus, uh, you know, Thunderbolts, different things going on. We're going to, like with Secret Wars in general, which we're pretty sure we're all building to in some way, um, you're going to have... Uh, you got to think of it less of a line. You got to think of it as a like as as a um uh, just this wide plane, like an be- umbrella. Yeah, because what's happening is that when we get to Secret Wars, this is a major incursion event where hundreds of potential theor- like let's, let's say that for shits and gigs, uh, arbitrary number, hundreds of superheroes and villains teaming up like you wouldn't believe to fight for their actual multiverse Earth or whatever to fight against each other. So. That means that, you know, when you look at Endgame, you have 50,000 people walk through portals and 90% of them are fucking Wakanda fodder and fucking Carmitage fodder. That would mean that in Secret Wars, most of those people would be actually heroes or villains. You can't just all of a sudden have 50,000 people show up at a fight and the rest of the audience go, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? I don't know who that is. Who's that? That's cool looking. Who's that? You have have to be able to introduce them, them, establish them, and get there. So that means that compared to that phase... It's it's more unique because we're we've got a wider spectrum. We got Disney Plus to bring in all these characters. Now they've seen the success of the MCU, so now they're like, well, we've already done some of the big name characters. Now we've got Fox characters. We got to bring these in at some point that makes sense as well too. But you've got to bring in a lot of them as well too. So there's a lot going on, which means this this build for this story in this phase is probably now at this point going to be a slower burn mm-hmm. to get there. We're going to get there. And Feige said that, like I said, and we know that the quantum uh, quantum mania is coming out next year and have more stuff with Kang. We know there's some stuff coming on probably with kind of this as well too, but it's going to be more centralized. We're going to get those reveals soon. But I think the problem is, is that we were used to the first sets of these phases kind of going in an order and it's not now. And it's, again, I think we're skewed from the product that we're getting because of D plus and how much content we're yeah. getting. So first off, I apologize. I missed this part last week. No, no, no. It's all good. It was it was, after I went to sleep. <laughs> I highly recommend you go back and it revisit it. It was very it, heated. Yeah, I asked I that very um, question. I almost rock bottomed him through a I, table. I, I I do I do agree. Maybe the whole D plus content because there is so much of it coming out. Right? Maybe it is. Yeah, you, you say there's you know years between the movies. Well, that, that's cool. But we've also had so much content put out in the last two years. Like there's right. still like not even a slight like. Who the fuck's Shang Chi at this point? Right, and see, and, and I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, yeah. I don't want to, I, mean? cu- like, I don't want to cut you off for a second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna circle around right to what Rah- Rohit said because I think it's gonna answer. I think it addresses what you're talking about as well right now, uh, Cuddles. He says, I think some of it has to do with not a lot of top tier characters to draw the interest early on. We're talking about Thor. We're talking yeah, about Cap. We're talking out. about, mm-hmm. I, we're talking about the faces of the end of, of Marvel. And and, and and Rohit says, you know, these are not a lot of top tier characters that we're looking at. The, the Shang Chi's, the Eternals, these aren't like upper mm-hmm. echelon guys. Even maybe to maybe to some of the hardcore comic people, sure. they're like, oh no, that's a big character. For a lot of like casuals who aren't, they're like, I don't know who these guys are. And we just are. got mutants and X Men in this plant that they had yeah, this plan years ago too. But let me finish what he says. He goes, and some of the shows are rinse and repeat. Plus, Endgame is really hard to follow. Um, and before, uh, and last thing I want to say, I think the one issue I have with this, though, with that argument, is just because we're talking about, you know, we're, it took us a while to get to, to Thanos and all that stuff. We saw Kang really quick. We saw Kang and Loki. 
So, mm-hmm. I mean, we saw who we think is, if not one of the big bads, the big bad. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we see him. We know he's there. And Jonathan Majors is obviously a really good actor, and I think he can make a really good villain. And we have literally seen nothing from him since. So, I mean, I would like to see – that's why I was kind of hoping, you know, if we're bringing, Lo- or we're bringing Kang out early, I would start to think that's what we're starting to build towards. Sure, but we haven't even, we're not even a year from away from Loki, and we saw Thanos in 2012. We didn't see him for probably another year in another movie. You know what I mean? So, like, right, yeah. so like I'm saying, like, our, our, we're getting skewed because of the content they're churning out sure, now because sure. of D+. All right, go ahead, Carlos. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, like I said, I, I get that. And, and as far as the top-tier characters, like, I'm, I'm a casual fan. Y'all know this. But, like, I enjoyed Shang-Chi. Miss Marvel's probably my favorite of the, the Marvel TV they've put out recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I am enjoying these new characters, but, like, there's no... Like, I, I find it hard to find the actual tie-in between all of these at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I know we keep bringing up how much content, how much content, which is cool, but... At some point, I mean, even a cameo or, or like even like Thor, like watching that, like the cameos at the end of that, like the cutscenes, the end scenes or whatever, like they don't, mm-hmm. they're they're all about Thor. They could care less about the rest well, of the Well, I mean, we look series. like, because I don't count, I don't count Black Widow because that was part of the last phase. But when you look at, we've had Eternals, which again, Eternals, while showing Star Fox, Eternals is more of a backdrop for all of MCU, and that's going to come full circle eventually as well, too. So if we consider actual phases where characters are going to matter, well, they're, they're, at the end you had you know Kit Harrington's character, but like you're looking at um, Shang-Chi, um, what else? Uh, Spider-Man, which is kind of like its own thing, but it had to do with, keep in mind, that that was triggered because of... WandaVision through Loki, like all that stuff, like mm-hmm. the multiverse stuff to get to, well, mostly Loki, because um, you mentioned Kang, but even then again, like, you know, uh, we we saw Thanos one time in a year probably as well too. So, you know, um, we're I think we're just, we're getting there, and I know Feige said it, you know, recently, we're going to find out soon, but like, we just got so much going on and so much building because I think, you know, prior we didn't have D-plus to build different levels of sure. stuff as well I too, and I point. think that's a big thing too is that we continue to forget is that I don't think they're just building on like a Thanos level character. They might be building on something bigger than Thanos and something that's more like globally and more locally. Multiple threats. Right. Like, you know, you would think like maybe Defenders or Daredevil, like dealing with Kingpin's a pretty big baddie to Mm -hmm. deal on like a street level. Maybe there's a world version of uh, a villain we're going to do like Doctor Doom, I think is going to be probably introduced sometime soon or Namor, you know, and then you've got to look at your cosmic level hero who can fuck up everything. I think that's going to be mostly for Kang, mm-hmm. but there might be somebody bigger than that. So just like comics that intertwine with each other, like you'll have Spider-Man number 422 and then you want to follow that storyline. Now you got to pick up Amazing Spider-Man number three or something like that. Right, right. So like things are going to intertwine and like it's is it the most user friendly for people to understand it as a casual fans? Maybe not. Fine. But I think we just kind of have to kind of wait it out. And we're going to know soon. But, again, I think everything is just different from that phase and has to build different. So it's kind of making it so we're looking at it like, okay, well, what's going on? We kind of need to go what's going on. When right now a lot of these stories I think are more meant to be like introduction, origin, get used to these character stories. And guess what? We're going to get that stuff later, but right now we've got, instead of three characters introduced in four years, we got 20 every year because yeah. we've got D+. Plus. Yeah. And, and again, these are characters that we're just not familiar with, you know, and they got to build that mm-hmm. up. You know, you don't have the luxury of falling back on the big dogs that we rested, you know, that we relied on in the first couple of phases. That's right. That's right. What else you got, Cuddles? Oh, no, that's about it. Oh, well, hey, uh, man. Play straight. It's a fun game. 
Uh, no, I, I definitely plan on checking out Stray this weekend. Me I've too. heard a lot of really good things about that. And I do want to check out uh, when Dusk Falls on Xbox. I heard that is a very, very good uh, game, with, and uh, kind of like a Telltale's game but with a lot of branching storylines, but much more evolved. Mm. And uh, I've always enjoyed those styles of games. So uh, uh, as Dusk, when Dusk Falls is available on Game Pass now, those are the two uh, games I'm going to be checking out this weekend. Uh, hopefully, uh, as soon as possible. But Carlos, man, we appreciate you calling in, man. Yeah, man. Love getting your perspective. Yeah, man, love getting your thoughts. We appreciate you, man. Kisses. Love you. Love Bye. you, boo. Bye. <laughs> I love Carlos. So, man. some questions I want to come back to. Um, yes. First of all, Jay Hill said, "Wow, this conversation is much more calmer than last week." Well, we're not. I'm not. Uh, we're not. He's not. I'm he, not 12, he's 13, not 12 beers 13 beers deep. Beers deep. Um, <laughs> Uh, Rohit asked, do you think some of the cosmic stuff is too much for casual fans? I don't really think so because, you know, I know not everybody liked uh, Captain Marvel, but there were a lot of people that did. I actually really liked that movie, and I think Guardians is also cosmic, and people love Guardians as well, too. I think it really comes down to dialogue, writing, and maybe even sometimes the the people that are playing those characters. Um, what else was in there, too? I like what he uh, says, do you think these minor characters can hold the weight like your Iron Man That was the question cat. I wanted to come back to. Yeah, uh, again, I think it's the same kind of answer there, too, like... I think it's harder because you got no Robert Downey Jr. You I was no going to say, Evans. it's not even just so much the characters. It's the people playing the characters. But when you look at how much money things like even Doctor Strange has made or even, you know, Chris Hemsworth still was. So these are big names. I guess we really don't know. Shang-Chi did really well. You yeah. know, I think for the most part, Shang-Chi did really well, too. And, you know, with Wakanda 2 coming out as well, too. I mean, we really got, you know, only a couple of big names in that. Without, I think be that one's going to be really well interesting. Too. I'm really curious to see what they do you with know? that. Yeah, I'm, def- I'm definitely. I think a lo- I think that is something that people are really looking forward to see how they handle that. Black Panther is still one of my favorite of the MCU. So, yeah. Um, but, yes, yeah, I, I think it. I think that's a great question. Um, again, I really think it comes on how they're utilized. I think that there's no reason why, like, Miss Marvel couldn't be as big as maybe captain america but you know it's hard because they're more iconic i know everybody's chomping at the bit for the first family they want the four um i actually think to throw this out there kind of briefly because there's rumors that we might see doom somewhere soon i think to build fantastic four they should do it backwards this time instead of introducing the first family and we've seen reed a variant of reed and it sounds like john krasinski's not gonna play him which sucks but hey we got the that was a fan thing and we got that in real life so we shouldn't complain I think they should build Doom first and then introduce the Fantastic Four. I think that'd be a unique way to do that um, and make sure he looks like fucking Doom this time as well, too. Um, I would argue that Chris Hemsworth was not a star before Thor. I I don't think he was a headliner or no, even I, an A-lister. Yeah, he was, he was definitely a name in maybe Australia. I, yeah, I would say I, I would or maybe I would say I would almost even say saying his brother, he's a name was, 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 was a stretch. Yeah, I would almost say his brother had almost at times a I mean, I'm sure he's be, he was in a lot. Yeah, I mean, he was... Rush, I thought Rush was after Thor. Rush Hour, love that series. No, no not, not so, Rush yeah. Hour. Uh, but even then, I just uh, that had to have been close to Thor. I, I don't think he was. I don't think he was a star before Thor. Yeah, I think that's the point, Rohit. I think that R- that's Rush what it was comes after down Thor. Well. Okay, that's what I thought. I don't remember. Chris Hemsworth was was not a, a monster. That secret star sauce Thor. can work with the right things involved and. Uh, yes, make Doctor Doom a movie. You cards, absolutely. I just think I still think I'm still going to hold to this wannabe <laughs> theory, and it might not be honest. It might not be real, but I think that in uh, Moon Knight, I think that he was outside of Latveria, that castle. I think that was Doctor Doom's castle. I'm still going to hold to that. Probably not real, but I'm still going to say because he was out in that area. Yes, you, you are. So yeah. I still think that uh, he could have been in the Latveria. So 
We'll see. Interesting. Yes. But overall, this was a great series yeah. uh, for adults and kids alike. You know, it, uh, it, 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 it'll suit everybody. It's got a great story. It'll it's got great me. performances. Uh, its representation is fantastic. I mean, everybody from the stars to the directors, you know, they, they, they do everything they can. And that's what I do appreciate great. about the Disney great. Plus shows is everything is like, you know, built around these characters, around their heritage, around their culture, and it's represented in a great way. So uh, this was a, a really, really, really good show, and I definitely think it's worth viewing. Uh, Jay Hill says, where's the second bracelet? Um, you know, I'm surprised. Uh, I got, well, I thought maybe she was going to get the duplicate one from the past mm -hmm. and that was going to work out. I'm going to guess space space. And I also do think that the, the rings that the, the 10 rings, um, also came from that room or that area too. There, there's a theory out there about that as well too. Cause you see the 10 rings symbol on the floor where they take it, which I'm assuming is a Cree to get that bracelet, I'm going to guess there's some connections in there, but I'm going to guess there there's another bracelet out there somewhere and she's going to eventually get it. Uh, maybe they might be, they won't introduce the other one, but I think there's probably two somewhere. I'm going to guess space. Uh, screw D plus. They canceled mighty ducks. Uh, correction. Emilio Estevez screwed the mighty ducks. That's true. And it wasn't Disney plus. It was Emilio Estevez. Uh, Chris Hemsworth was in 2019. Star that was Trek. really his first actual and, and he, breakout and main role. Like, yeah, he's not like he headlining was, the show. Well, he was in in five minutes and <laughs> gone. It was a cool scene. Yeah, it was an awesome scene. But he says, no, don't name him after like, my father. Like, That's a terrible MCU, name. MCU is what put, put uh, oh, absolutely. on the map. I yeah. mean, absolutely. That's what drove him to stardom. I mean, Star yeah. Trek was an awesome movie. Um, but, yeah, that that was nobody was going to see it because, hey, Chris Hemsworth is in this for five minutes. Right, yeah, no. No. Um, but no, I, I like Hemsworth and like I said, this is definitely worth a watch. Check out the show. If you have watched it or if you are watching it and you uh, come back for this episode, make sure you let us know in the comments what you thought of Miss Marvel. Chances are you probably loved it. Um, all right. We are on to our final topic and tone. It's time for yet another meme debate. It's time for another meme debate. Uh, we talked about this one. We kind of alluded to this uh, the last time we had a meme debate. And uh, I'm very curious to see what you, as well as the viewers, will choose. This involves something that's very near and dear to our heart. Cream pies. These kind. Let's take a look. Master Splinter. <laughs> this week's meme debate choose three the rest gotta go little debbie edition these are all of miss little debbie's finest offerings if not most of them and there's a lot of and there's tasty some tasty ones in here very obscure very hidden gems that are hard to find and that you can't find very easily very aware well of that i mean if you look at me i'm clearly aware i got that bootleg information <laughs> Because um, there's a couple on there that I, that I afterward I was thinking like man that would have been a good one right, um, <sighs> you know because I'd say like for instance the honey buns I love the honey buns I fucking love them but the glazed ones or the the the, the frosting ones the mm -hmm, icing ones mm -hmm. they're better they're, they are better you know but regardless you know these are always like the items that I grab when I'm like about to head on the road for a couple hours and I stop really? at like a gas station. Really, and I'm like, I get my, I get my large Coke, and then I'm like, what do I fucking want that'll just clog my arteries and right, give me a right. lot of sugar? And I always turn to little Miss, Miss Little Debbie. See, I don't go sweet; I go more savory. I always grab a uh, uh, pork cracklins oh. or something. 
Oh. Oh, Cuddles comes out with the Christmas tree. <laughs> so, okay. Oh, boy. First oh boy. of all, oh there's boy. certainly two on here and one more than the other, in my opinion, that <laughs> is completely shouldn't even be on this fucking list. Oh, jeez. Like, it's basically like I'll, I'll bring you a bag of flour and some some sugar and you can you can you know, that's all it really is. It's nothing. I mean, it's all sugar. Don't get me wrong, but. Um, There's no creativity to it. It's lazy. It's fucking completely lazy. Yeah. Like it's it's how I feel about cakes in general, man. When it compared to pie, but that I'm not gonna get into that tonight. We're gonna focus on the little debbies here. So we already see some folks out there. Let's let's visit some of these as well too. Um, very controversial cuddles to come swinging out there with the Christmas trees. There is roughly four hundred and seventy nine thousand little Debbie snacks out there, and you got to choose three, and you choose a fucking Christmas tree. You're gonna? Are you really gonna do that? <laughs> Holy shit, man! Oh, Cuddles, my my wife caught the brunt of this uh, the other day, man. She said Christmas trees and toes turned into a monster. <laughs> she called me a pussy too, and it was <laughs> she like did that. call you a pussy. She's like, "Well, I believe loves the banana twins, that fucking pussy." <laughs> Ooh, who the fuck is buying either of the banana snack cakes? Oh, hello. Uh, have you even tried them? If you don't like bananas, I understand that, but <laughs> the banana, um, like the ro- the banana cream rolls or pudding rolls are fucking amazing. And that's not even that's not even in my top three. I would go. I would, I would take the, the, banana, the banana, I, banana twins over the banana. Have you ever twins. had those banana pudding though? I have. But I, the twins are fucking really okay. good. The yeah. twins are. Somebody really likes good. cream pies and a lot of creamy stuff. I'm surprised you don't like the other one. Uh, the, you know, the fuck. But the Christmas tree. I mean, listen. We can like listen. We can understand all the diverse tastes here. But who the fuck zeroes in on that Christmas tree and goes, I want that fucking seasonal bullshit cake. <laughs> It's a novelty item. It's Fuck awesome because that. It, it maybe hey you know what maybe it represents Christmas. I like the green and uh, red uh, M and M's. Maybe the Christmas trees are cuddles. They don't thing. fucking taste different. Yeah, but I mean it's it's cool though. Jesus, you know Christ. it's synonymous with Christmas. I think they're all better in the fridge. Ooh. With the so chill. I actually so my huh? my dad worked in uh uh you know manufacturing stuff growing up and his his would always be in the freezer. If you've never had a little Debbie actually frozen or cold. You need to explore it because it's it's also how I prefer mine as well too. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, we have cherry. The sa- Easter eggs are better. Yes, I do agree with that. Uh, cra- I'll start here with uh, J Hill oatmeal cream pies, nutty buddy fudge brownie. Okay, okay, okay. Crash says OCP Swiss rolls, nutty buddy. The cupcakes would be a uh, sure pick, but the Hostess ones are better. That's a, fa- that's a fair take. That's a good argument. Hot take. Hot take. Uh, cherry squishy oatmeal cream pies, Swiss rolls, strawberry shortcakes. I am a big fan of strawberry shortcakes. She's shortcakes. got. I she's got a respectable list there. That's a really strong list. Yep. Oatmeal cream pies. So is this is Gray Monster. Uh, oatmeal cream pies, Nutty Buddy, and strawberry shortcake. Okay. Uh, I think. I think I'm gonna have a lot in common with Gray Monster here. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Freezy cupcakes, OCP, and honey buns. Okay, yeah, those, those honey buns, bro. Honey buns, uh, Tricky Regents, Zebra, Nutty, OCP. He's going with the Zebra. The fuck? Dude, oh, I don't go. know if See, you saw, you there's like 14 nice other ones. Like, like the Christmas cake. Like, honestly, the Zebra and the Christmas probably shouldn't oh, have been on there. God, They're basically the same thing, just different fucking shapes. He's so angry. It's silly. It's silly. You know, it's, Look at all these delicious flavors. It's good. Even the devil creams are good. They, I mean, they're, they're good. Um... <sighs> Man, I mean, do you have do you have yours? Oh, my three is fucking easy. Your, your three, my your three, three easy. is easy. Well, it, it's it's easy for my three, but once we like, I can also do my top <laughs> five. Cuddles wants to call in again. <laughs> no, Cuddles, you. you're not calling in again. You probably did a couple of shots fucking since Christmas then. trees. <laughs> Cuddles chose the Christmas trees to be a weird. Well, it's like man. zebra cakes, Christmas trees, and uh, <laughs> one of those things in the corner. <laughs> the unicorn. Uh, yeah. 
corns are good. Are they? I've actually never had those ones. Um, you know, I uh, I gotta go with the oatmeal cream pies for sure. Yeah, those are amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, the strawberry uh, shortcake rolls are fucking dynamite. Fucking <laughs> sure are. They're dynamite. Yeah. Man, the third one is really tough for me. I um, I, I've been struggling with this one. It's between the Swiss rolls, the Nutty Buddies. And the fudge rounds. Yeah, that's a that's a tough that's a tough three to fucking fight for. That is a really that's a really big struggle. Now I'm looking at these, and you know, the fudge rounds they're just too similar to the oatmeal cream pies. To the left. See, I want to see the chat. Some. Oh, you want to see? Oh, sorry. I, I want to be able to see. see no, just move it all the way over. and say move it all the way over. You, you go, keep it big, go. but yeah, yeah, I know that's what she said. Um, you know, the fudge rounds are just too similar to the oatmeal cream pies, but they're fucking good. Uh, I look at the Nutty Buddies, and the Nutty Buddies are fucking great. Yeah, yeah. But I'm a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, and gun in my head. That's why, like, Nutty Buddies are a second tier. Yeah, that's fair. But Swiss rolls, dude. That 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 you got that 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 frosting chocolate outside, the mm. cake on the inside, and then you got the the cream mixed up with it. And honestly, the Swiss rolls, like when they're when they're like when they're warmer too, they, they like they creamy, they, they melt in your they mouth. They melt, they melt. Yeah. I just because we just had Swiss cake rolls in the house a couple weeks ago, and I hadn't had one in a while. I was like, "Fuck, these are good." And I'm not gonna lie, the uh, the fudge brownies are fucking tasty. They are tasty. See, I, I do, I do like them. Do you do? See, we get the cosmic ones a lot, and I'm just like, eh, I don't know. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't, do, I don't do the cosmic one. I like the fudge, one, the regular ones. <laughs> to me, they're just kind of the same though. But I at guess. the end of the day, I'm gonna go with strawberry shortcake, oatmeal cream pies, and Swiss rolls. Those, those are the the must. Those are the three that I could, I would, I could live off of right. if you got rid of the rest of them. I would miss the naughty buddies and the fudge rounds, uh, but I would, I would be okay. But there's, there's like 15, 14 things to choose from. And people are still choosing the Christmas trees. Like, I don't know, I'm confused by that. Um, <laughs> he's, still, he's still on the Christmas um, trees. You can make it just a little bit bigger to the left for me, oh, just yeah, so yeah, can, yeah. my blind eyes can see a little bit. So, um, number one was actually easy for me. My favorite little Debbie, and if you've never had them, and I don't, they're not easy to find. For many years, they were hard to find because I would always look for them. And then randomly, I want to say like 2005, it's like somewhere in the mid 2000s, they started showing up more consistently as well, too. Uh, start. Oh, wow. Unpopular opinion. Star crunches are that, superior. There and now again, and they were one of the ones that had this like the ice cream that came out. They did the little Debbie ice. My cream wife likes out. the star crunches. Yeah, and, and and she's the first one that said star crunches. To be fair, mm-hmm. so um, you know what? That's not. It's certainly not a Christmas tree. <laughs> it's not a Christmas. Brittany, those are those are fine choices. I actually do. Yeah. Uh, the star so crunches said, are, are 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 not unpopular. I'd say they're unreal. Uh, uh, un- underrated for sure. Well, that's the thing about most of everything Little Debbie has. Like, you might have your favorites, but there's a lot of them you would still, you know, say, "Well, I'd still enjoy that. I still like that." Right? Like, see, there's there, a lot of these things are diverse. I mean, it, right. You can sit there and look at the unicorn, the Christmas cakes, and the zebra cakes, and they're literally all three three of the same things. Right. They're literally all same. Uh, but everything else is, you know, the Swiss rolls, the strawberry shortcakes, okay, a little bit, and the banana twins and the devil creams, a little bit. But for the most part, everything is is diverse. The Star Crunch is one of the most unique ones out of all of them. Absolutely, because you're basically got Rice Krispies, caramel, and chocolate. You know, so. Um, but anyways, uh, my favorite little Debbie, hands down, is the peanut butter crunch right there in the middle. Peanut butter, peanut it's butter crunch. It's basically. 
fucking a large version a Twix, of peanut butter Twix. But, yeah, yeah. but I'm telling you, they're, they are certainly better. Um, and they they were hard to find for like the the late '90s and early 2000s. My mom would once in a while buy them, and I'd be like, "Hey, if you're gonna get snack, get them peanut butter things." She'd be like, "Oh, they're never in stock. I can hardly find them, right?" And then they they repackaged them in this package, and they came out in the mid 2000s, and you can find them a bit more consistently. The places you can find them more consistently than most places are places actually like Dollar Generals and shit, which is really random. You can't still find them everywhere else, too. So <laughs> get them, Brittany. There you go, Brett. There the you Christmas go. tree is the McRib of Little Debbie. Comes out once a year, and damn it, I will buy it. Oh my wow. God, that's don't don't shit on the McRib like that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. Come on. Uh, Come on. I do, and I get that because banana flavor. Like I love bananas. I eat bananas very frequently. But banana flavored things don't always translate well, like you know, banana runs and shit. Um, but this might be funny. Kroger, yeah, Kroger's another spot that has. Uh, if you're talking about the peanut butter crunches, but yeah, peanut butter crunch is certainly my favorite because it's always peanut butter number one for me. So, um, if you've never had them, like I said, they're harder to find. I definitely urge you to try them. They're really, really fucking good, and they're great frozen. FYI, mm. uh, second one on this list uh, for sure is going to be the strawberry shortcake roll yeah. there because my god. That thing, just like the Swiss cake roll, like I'm, I'm. It's got that little shell around yep. it. When you get into it, just it just oozes. And they're really good frozen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't always gravitate towards chocolate. Chocolate is like I don't like a lot of people like love chocolate. Like people are chocolate connoisseurs. I gravitate towards other flavors, typically more on the like the fruitier side or mm-hmm. like a, like that kind of thing, and more or less than chocolate. So for me, like the, I prefer those over the Swiss cake rolls, um, or the, the the strawberry jelly rolls. There, they're they're fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my last one, very cliche, but never gets old. Christmas tree. There's 15 other flavors out there <laughs> that anyone can choose from. That's not the Christmas tree. So absolutely not. Nor the zebra cakes. Um, is is the oatmeal cream pie? It will yeah. it will never to me, to me that the oatmeal cream pie. And I don't know if this is true. I feel like this is like the original little Debbie snack. And it might be, it might not be. I don't know. But in my head, that's how I play it out. It is the the uh, the OG. It's the staple. It's never gonna change. You get them in double decker now. You can get them in large. You can get them in smaller because we all know they shrank over the last twenty fucking years as they've sold them to us as well too. But um, I just, I fucking, I love oatmeal cookies generally, which most people typically don't usually like them if there's chocolate or anything else around. I love oatmeal cream pies. I love oatmeal. I think they're fucking incredible. That would be my top three, Alex. They, uh, they spelled cream wrong, but I digress. Uh, no, I mean, they're, uh, like I said, there, there's, there's a lot of good things on here. Um, but yeah, uh, that's, I feel, I, that's why I, I love Little Debbie, man. I mean, honestly, man, most times you can put a Little Debbie in front of me, I'm going to fucking smash that. Thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, regardless of which one it is. I mean, if I'm if I'm sitting somewhere, dude, and I have nothing else to eat, and somebody throws the fucking Christmas tree in front of me, I'm eating the fucking Christmas tree. Just because it says Little Debbie. But you're going to look at him and say, were they all out of the rest of them? Yeah, yeah, I'll be, yeah, I'll yeah. be like, oh, did you give everything else? Am yeah. I the last guy at the end of the line? This is it? Yeah. Everyone said no to this right, one? Right. Everybody's in line for their bread, and you're getting these fucking But, Christmas I mean, trees. at the end of the day, it's it's a Little Debbie item, and it's a Little Debbie ingredients, even if it is just the, the half-ass effort. Oh, it was the original snack cake. The cream pie was. Oh, well, the oatmeal cream pie was the original lab- oh. snack. There were 14 different, vari- 14 different varieties by 1964. Oh, oh man. just different of the, oh different, different of all the things. Snacks, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, most popular W is fudge rounds. I believe it, man. Fudge rounds are fucking good. They were, and that's really are. So my top five was really tough because I do love like both the banana flavors, which is usually controversial. Um, the banana pudding ones, which are really hard to find, I really like as well too. Um, but 
fudge rounds and honey buns was where like on my fifth one was fucking tough. Yeah. Because I like I, fudge rounds are uh, delicious as fuck for one. But honey buns, like even the non little Debbie version of honey buns, and you find those big honey buns with like yeah, the dude, they're fucked, yeah. dude. That's one of the snacks I grab a lot if I'm gonna grab something sweet. It's typically a honey bun, which is dumb because I gotta drive and my hands get all fucking sticky. <laughs> so it's not it's, it's not ideal if you're honey buns, not you're if you're pervert. doing a snack on. The, but yeah, that that's my top five. But certainly not uh, zebra cake or anything like that either. So I thought that was a really really good meme. I thought that was uh, it was challenging. I, I had to think about that for a while, man. Like I'm not joking. Like that was um, when we mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. Like man, we should do a little Debbie one. I was like, I don't want to do a little Debbie one. Right. I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to sit there right. and, and 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 rule out a bunch of them other than the the unicorn, the Christmas, and the and uh, the zebra cakes. But I don't know, man. Uh, I I love I love my meme debates, but I just uh, I love my cream pies more. Dry, what's he talking about? Dry they, as fuck. Man, they spelled it like you're that talking. The honey buns are dry as fuck when you got that delicious glaze to slick down your throat, but you're eating a fucking Christmas tree. Do you ever just microwave cake? it for like ten seconds? Really. So, that glaze turns into kind of like a little bit of a sauce. Oh shit! It's playful. But they spelled it wrong here too. Stop. I'm 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 running a, a strongly worded letter to to little Debbie. You're spelling cream pies wrong. Damn it! It's embarrassing. What were you gonna say? Uh, you're a sick fuck. So, <laughs> um, I bet this bitch time buys a Christmas <laughs> beer. He does. Oh, he I does lo- buy his Christmas. Well, actually, Frankie Moose Christmas beer, whatever. That it is. is that is the one I do buy yearly. But now that uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Drastin is making uh, Ginger Dead Man. Ginger Dead Man. Even better, Ooh. so he got that flavor down. So, um, being that that's the last, we do have some housekeeping things to talk about as well. Of course, keep an eye out over the next uh, hopefully week here, a few days. Uh, I'll get everybody that information for the survey monkey. Yes, for the survey as well too. Cuddles, you won't get that because uh, you're gonna blow us up over the Christmas cake thing. Um, but there's 15 other flavors you can choose from. To be fair, so. Um, <laughs> The Midland Mall Comic Con, as everybody knows, we talk about that constantly yes. because we are less than a year away. Uh, Fetz and Paul, who's the same person, of course, has been working diligently. If you see us post that stuff on Facebook, we would appreciate just like anything that we do, just share that. Yeah, kind of get that out Facebook. there. Um, slots are actually filling up. He, you know, now that there's no pandemic ahead of this, and he's got time. Everybody learned a lot. There's more people involved in some decision making. He's he's got more organization going right now. Um, he's He's planning, and I'm telling you what, we got food trucks this year coming as well, too. Uh, more events. Of course, D&D is still going to be there. Seven Dun- Dungeons will be there doing their thing, rolling some dice. Um, you know, So, honestly, if you see that stuff out there, share that. If you know people that might want to get a table and share their wares or sell their wares out there, reach out to Fets. Reach out to me. I can give you a, in the right direction, get some prices on that sort of stuff as well, too. Uh, but we're building strong, building ready. If any of you folks want to come into town for that weekend as well, too, it's pretty busy because we're up pretty early and doing long days, but... You know, next year I plan on taking probably at least Monday off and doing it better, yes. probably Friday, Monday, like an extended weekend as well, too. But um, if anybody's in the area, we actually may need or would love to have somebody who can kind of work people in the booth with us because the raffle went okay last year. But I feel if we had somebody that could talk to people a little bit better as well, too, we that might you, be Cherry. something uh, to work as well, too. So, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely reach out to me on that, Cherry, because we can talk about that. I can get you to, to, to Paul on that as well, too. So oh, yeah. um, Seven Dungeons, I know they're planning the D&D is going to. They need they they need a person as well to help kind of you know bring people in or do some stuff as well too. So the bottom line was getting as if you want to come hang out, we also are looking for volunteers overall for the con, um you know and and that would be helpful. We're really excited to be involved again. We really appreciate Fets. 
Uh, he's bringing in like a lot of local businesses as well too. So a lot of work, a lot of sponsorship as well too. So a lot going on. So we're really excited about that. So like I said, if you see that stuff, please share that. And as always, when you see us out there on the internet, whether that's Facebook, whether that's Twitter, uh, Instagram, wherever it might be, please, as always, like you do, like, follow, share. Uh, we are only a couple away from YouTube. So if this is your first time here or you haven't had a chance yet, check out our YouTube banter. We're, we're and like one or two away from we're 500. Like, we're almost at 500. So we're really, really excited to almost hit that. Even if you just watch too. on Twitch or Facebook, that's your, right. you, you right. have a YouTube account. Right. Everybody you, does. And and you can go back and watch my awesome Mortal Kombat video and then me <laughs> uh, freaking out last week in, uh, in the big argument. So uh, that, that's always going to be there for Evergreen. If you're on Spotify, same thing. You don't know we're on YouTube, go check us out on YouTube. You can get some video of us as well, too. And you can also see uh, some of the crazy shit that we get into uh you know at least live here as well so a lot of facial expressions but uh we always definitely appreciate you guys as well too don't do bots we don't want that that fake shit (laughs) funny guy but um that's really about it i think for me outside of um well we do got some things that we're trying to change and do um you know again i know the survey is going to be kind of part of that to get some of your feedback but we are working on some different like things for the stream like some cosmetic upgrades um some other announcements as well too for myself hopefully soon we'll get deeper into that uh over the next couple weeks as well um but just you know tune in we're 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 it's 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 long past time that we keep that uh foot on the the pedal and the gas and move forward so we're you know as always we're trying to trudge forward so just i said we appreciate you all for being here and lastly uh if you're watching on youtube and you'll enjoy the show hit that like button. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify and you dig the show and you love tuning in every week and you're downloading episodes and it's taking up all the memory on your phone, we appreciate you. Hit that five-star review if you dig the show. And if you're on iTunes and you're you're sitting on the shitter, uh, you can write up a small review as well. Those reviews allow our show to get more exposure on those uh, platforms. And obviously on something like Spotify and iTunes, every little bit counts. It allows our show to kind of get a little bit more exposure to people who are looking for like or similar content to what we do. Uh, so seriously, it's greatly appreciated. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on Facebook, hit that like button, share it with your friends and family or any other nerds out there that like the, the same shit that we like. All that stuff helps a ton. And all you got to do is press a button and it, and it, and it does wonders for us. And, and we really appreciate you. But uh, lastly, just thank you for being here. Thank you for hanging out every Wednesday night. For two to four and a half hours, uh, we appreciate you being here, being a part of the conversation, calling in, sharing your thoughts, sharing your perspective. That is why we do this show. We don't do it just so we can fucking yell at each other and drink all day. I mean, that's an awesome perk. But it's about getting each and every one of you involved and being a part of the conversation and and being a part of this community. So I, I can't say I can't thank you guys and girls enough. It's really awesome to have you here, and we really, really appreciate mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. And the last thing is going to be a brief little promo uh, that I want to announce as well, too. Um, if you live in the area, the Tri-City area, Michigan, within an hour's drive, and need something to do this Saturday night here in Saginaw, Michigan, the one and only Rohit Raju, 7 p.m., will be wrestling here in the Saginaw-Carlton area. Reach out to us, and we can get you the information and the price at admission at door. 
the uh, the directions, everything. So he doesn't get a chance to wrestle here in Saginaw too often. When it does, it's really exciting. Uh, many folks around here remember him from so many years ago wrestling around here too. So please, if you got nothing to do this weekend, holler at us. We're gonna try and go. That's I'm trying to make sure I can go Saturday night to watch him wrestle. And uh, you know, again, you know, we're we're, no, we're excited to have you around. Uh, to wrestle in town, Rohit says we we can see in the big screen, which is great too. Stomping some fucking faces. I've seen him live before though in one of these venues around town. The East City before the pandemic really blew up, mm-hmm. and that was a fucking wild show, yep. man. Him and Jake went toe to toe, and it was uh, it was pretty wild, dude. Yep. So some good names on the card this coming weekend. <laughs> Fuck, why does all the cool shit happen when I'm out of town? Because you're out of town. That's when they're like, hey, crash right. is out right. here. And if you want to see Nope this weekend. We're going to try and go see it Sunday uh, sometime in the middle of the day, I think sometime is the plan. on Sunday. We're going to go check out Nope. I am feeling. So next week, we'll talk about Nope. We're going to talk about The Old Man. Uh, that is the finale drops this week, so we'll be talking about Old Man. Uh, not only Nope, there's an oh, there's that Gray Man movie dropping on Netflix, the Chris Evans, Ryan Gosling flick, where they're like two assassins oh, going yeah. head-to-head. Not reviewing well at all, really? but I'll still watch it because I like Ryan yeah. Gosling, I like Chris Evans, and I love our... Uh, or Amadeus, or whoever, whatever her name is. Amadeus? Amadeus. I think that's her name. I don't, I don't even know. know. Oh, Anna. Anna, Anna, Anna Aradamas. Aradamas. Yes. yes. Uh, the, just the most beautiful woman on earth. Mm-hmm. But I digress. I can go on and on about that one. That's going to do it for tonight's show. We appreciate each and every one of you being here. We'll be live next Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on Twitch, right here on Facebook, right here on YouTube. And the following day on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever the hell else you listen to your audio stuff. Anchor, Audible, things. It's going to be hot. We'll have a lot of stuff to talk about next week. For Fanboy Tone, I'm the Dude 79. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great weekend. See you next week.